Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome to the Andy Campbell Show, episode number 28 only on Ace Podcast Nation. I'm your host, Sai, and I'm be- I will be joined by uh, ex-Premier League and Championship striker, Mr. Andy Campbell, who we'll meet in a minute, but you can see his pretty face to my left. Uh, we are back live, not only on YouTube, but Facebook, so please get involved in the live chat and uh, drop your questions in there for a bit later on in the show, as usual. This show and all the other shows on the channel are available at in video format, youtube.com slash podcast nation and audio podcast platforms everywhere that you could possibly find them. Got a very busy week on Ace Podcast Nation this week with five shows coming out. This is the first. Tomorrow, NXT Takeover Talk with Post Wrestling's Andrew Thompson. Wednesday, the Danny Batten MMA show. Thursday. I've forgotten what it is. Thursday, there's another show. Uh, Friday, Welsh boxer, undefeated boxer, Cody Davis, speaks to us ahead of his fight on Saturday. And Saturday, we have uh, up-and-coming UK indie band, The Crooks, joining us, which I'm very excited about recording tomorrow. We also got plenty of other shows coming up with former Wales defender, Arsenal Cardiff defender, Reese Weston, former cricket, uh, former England cricketer, fast bowler, Chris Lewis, and uh, lots and lots of other shows coming up. So, as usual, we'll have any other business. We'll have two for two. We'll talk a bit of a bit of this and a bit of that. We'll talk championship football, and then, of course, we'll finish with uh, some questions. And uh, the soon-to-be award-winning ten-second segment that is the fake Geordie Bingo Lingo. But 
I have to clarify that that segment is absolutely not built up into a massive thing only to be literally five seconds and then a letdown because that is not the case. It is soon to be award winning. Um, but with no further ado, let's meet the man himself, the man who provides the, the insight, the analysis. Some would say an expert, Premier League championship player, Cardiff City legend, Borough hometown hero, Fox in the box, speed demon, Davy Jones's favourite son, and still the king of the <laughs> Millennium Stadium, the goal collector, Mr. Andy Campbell. Welcome, my friend. How are you? Hello, mate. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, it gets me every time. That gets me every time. Every time. Every time. Every time. Davy Jones's favourite son. <laughs> he loves. He he loves you. He does. He does. He loves you. He He still does. He loves you. He loves you. So, mate, loads to talk about. Yeah, championship is just ridiculous, mate. Uh, it just, like it's... even before we talk about everything else, I'd love to see someone produce like a winning hacker from a championship of just championship matches of like four or five games because every week it's just the same thing. It's just it's a gift. It's a gift what keeps on giving, sign. It's a gift what keeps on giving. Goals galore. Results are just, oh, they're, they're just outrageous. And it's not even like you just said there. You know what I mean? If I think you'd be a millionaire if you picked the uh, if you picked the pick the, the the seven results correct at the weekend because some of the odds must have been absolutely frightening with some of the results what were what were happening around the country. You know what I mean? Obviously, um, the storm might have played a, a part. Some may say, but you know what I mean. Cream always rises for me, and can't blame the conditions. It's the same for both teams. Yeah, it is. It is, is what it is, isn't it? Like, I don't think you can blame the weather. The only people who blame the weather is Derby County when the snows, but that's another story. <laughs> um, that's another story altogether. Yeah, you know, it's just it, it's just impossible to to predict because there's just literally doesn't matter who the teams are, even if it's the teams who looked like they were running away with it months ago. Yeah, you know, month even they're getting done over the mighty, mighty borough. Getting down at home. Yeah. The bottlers the bottlers picked up three relic, points. Relic. You know what I mean? There's, there's just some yeah. there's some great results. You know what I mean? Some uh, some talking points and uh, and things will go on about over the next couple of hours and it'll be it'll be a very good show. Very, very good show. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting, mate. Always is, isn't it? Be fun if nothing else. So um just before before we talk football, um when uh, when I first started with this podcast. I um I made the logo out of a a famous image of you from uh, back in the Millennium Stadium, as it were, yeah. and I think it was yeah. the Millennium Stadium. One, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I kind of play, played about with it on my phone and just kind of whipped it out and out of nothing. But uh, seeing as the show's kind of grown and grown and grown and gets viewed and downloaded thousands of times a week, I thought, oh, we'll get something, we'll get something new done. We'll have a nice new logo, shiny logo. Um, so we're gonna bring that out now. Now, hopefully, when I put this on the screen, it's not gonna like just crash the whole stream, and we'll go offline, and then I'll be the end of this week's show. Hopefully, if it does go offline, we'll be back in a second. But uh, <laughs> let's have, let's have a look. If I if I if I had a drum roll, I would play the drum roll, but I don't. So there we go. We'll see. Let's have a look. He says, "Let's see. Will it work?" Uh, something's happening. 
Yeah, I can go. see something. Go on, I'll take that off now. Shall we? There we go. There we, there we go. There we go. Just take off that. As good as that. New logo. New logo. All over it. Yeah. So uh, love that. As people join and they catch up and that, tell us where you were. Uh, tell us if you like it. Tell us what you think. You know, not that I'm going to change it or anything if you don't like it, but the stuff. I like so, it. Yeah. I like it. New new logo. I like I like it too. It's, uh, yeah, I like it. It's cool. And um, yeah, the guy who uh, made it, uh, SSJ Designs, and uh, you can find him on Twitter. Is the uh, at SSJ Designs underscore, and uh, yeah, he's top top guy. And uh, yeah, he was so helpful. Like he proper, like just was for my every whim and alteration. He couldn't do enough. And uh, I highly recommend him. And I'm going to get him to make uh, some other logos for me for Undescripted and un Unscripted and Uncensored and the Danny Batten Show and some others. Just uh, because I was so happy with his work. It was incredible. So, mate, let's get into the, uh, the to any other business. And uh, what you got to start? Uh, I think there's only one 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 place to start, and that would be the FC FC Porto game, which uh, which was yesterday against uh, away from home at Aguarmes, I think it was, and uh, the incident was um, centre forward for um, FC Porto was getting racially abused from the from the first minute, and he he took it, he took it, he took it, he scored his goal, um, and continued to get racially abused, and then decided enough was enough, so he was going to storm, he was going to storm off and and take a stand and. Uh, his players, his own players, by the way. Let me let me let me state that that tried to stop him. Uh, looked like they were angry with him, frustrated with him, and tried to stop him um, on a number of number of occasions because it happened over the far end. And even when he came over to the members of staff, he was still adamant he wanted to go off. He wasn't happy that he was he was being made to 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 subject this kind of torment. And in the end, he was substituting somebody came on. The problem I've got with this side, I just think it's absolutely disgusting. You know what I mean? Of I thought I thought we'd we'd covered this ten times over, and we never went, like, I've had to cover it again. But when it comes to your own team backing your own player, that's another level for me. And FC Porto players, every single one of them who went over to him and tried to get him to carry on, should be absolutely ashamed of themselves straight after that game for trying to get him to do it because they've got to. For me, they've got to put they've got to put his feelings in their own shoes. And how would they feel? Would they would they expect the rest of the team to to jump on board and walk off? You know what I mean? Because that, that's 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 for me. That's the message we've got to send out. You know what I mean? They were winning two one. Would it have been different if they were getting beat two one? Would they all have walked off and and um, and and took a stand? You know what I mean? For me, the manager should have said to all the players, everybody off. We, we were making a stand. It's one of our players. We've got to support him. Uh, and I just I just felt really sorry for 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 for, for the boy that. You know what I mean? It's it's we're in twenty twenty, sir. You know, and it's still going on, and and uh, and I can't see it going away anytime soon unless. Somebody makes a proper stand, and that was an opportunity. The player was going off anyway, so for me, the rest of the team should have done it. FC Porto, a massive club in the world, they could have made a huge stance against racism. And now Costa didn't. I think it's it's just gonna it's gonna linger on and carry on because if FC Porto don't back kick racism out, then who's gonna? You know what I mean? I just think it's I just think it's a disgusting um, situation that we've been left with, and you know what I mean that that the FC Porto just caused their own problems for me. Yeah, spot on, mate. If I was him, I'd be proper pissed off with, uh, you know, my teammates. Yeah, I would. The manager should have just the manager should have just brought them off. I agree, mate. Uh, I couple agree. Of, couple of view, couple of viewers there like the logo. Yeah, the viewers straight away viewers yeah. like the logo, which is good. Liking that. Um, yeah, I just think it was 
that was the most, not the most disappointing thing, because obviously it's just the most disappointing thing that is still going on. But like to have his teammates not back him. And there was one player who looked annoyed that he yeah. was going off as well. Yeah. Like it wasn't just a fact of like he didn't want to go off himself sort of thing. He looked genuinely annoyed. That he wasn't going off with, like he was yeah. causing a problem for the team. Then, it's like, yeah, people yeah. will keep doing it, and if you do, unless you make a stand, that yeah. was the opportunity there yeah. and then. Big, you know, Porto, Porto, one of the biggest teams in Europe. That was the chance to to really make a stand, and it'll, it'll be interesting to say what happens now, moving forward. Now <laughs> is is who's going to get who's going to get punished? Will will a player get punished for walking off the pitch because? You're not allowed to walk off, you know what I mean? Because his players, his rest of his team didn't get, didn't get, didn't, didn't walk off. Is, is, is the other side supporters gonna, gonna get you know, the, the club gonna get punished? I just think uh, FC Porto for their, for the way that they did it are gonna, you know, they're gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna cause another problem because they should have all just, just make a stand and walked off and uh, help him out in the change room and potentially come back on. And if he's, if he's not in a good, good frame of mind and he's not ready to come back, then you play the rest of the game without him. But you all make the stand at the same time and. You know what I mean? It's, it's one in. Somebody sent some out on Twitter this morning about um, one in all in, and I'm all for that. You know what I mean? One one in all in. That it is. It is a. It is a little brawl on the pitch. You're one in all in. If somebody walks off the pitch, you're one out all out. It's 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 that simple in football. And you know what I mean? And and Gaz there. You know what I mean? Play. I, I absolutely agree. You know that's a that's a good really good word. And the, the cowardly behaviour by FC Porto players there. And you know what I mean? And and uh, and if you if you were that player uh, who's walked off the pitch side, could you? Could you go into, into battle into war next next weekend with 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 those same bunch of players? Because I'd I'd question if if they were going to back me again. So I'd uh, I'd be I'd be wanting to jump ship as uh, as soon as I possibly could. Yeah, and the thing is, the other thing he got booked as well by the referee. By the way, I know got booked know. for it's just, it's for leave, you know, going to leave the pitch. Yeah, it's disgusting, side because because we, we you know what I mean, and 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 it'll it'll I think this moves nicely onto another point, um, which happened over the weekend as well, and it was a uh, uh, in the championship, so it's a it's a story which is close to um, what we've been been covering all season. Um, Derby County uh, against Huddersfield Town, and the commentator uh, on BBC, it was BBC BBC Derby Radio anyway, but it was um, ex professional footballer played for Derby County with Craig Ramage. Um, made a comment which went on the lines of um, all the young black players need pulling down a peg or two. And I think, I'm hoping, his po- I'm hoping, I'm hoping Craig's point was that all young lads need to be pulled down a peg or two, that they're too big for the boots. But using that one word has just absolutely just made a mockery of Derby County again, of um, commentators probably in general, of probably any kind of football show, you know what I mean? Because it just tarnishes everybody with the same brush that, um, you know what I mean? This is an ex-professional ex footballer, um, a Derby County supporter, I'm guessing, a Derby County follower, somebody who goes to all the games and reports to all the games. And, and to use racist slurs and racist comments is absolutely disgusting. And for, for the BBC to stack him straight away, which is fantastic, by the way. So, um, I really, I really, really support what they've done. But you know, young players, um, fullback Max Lowe had to come out really and hit back straight away, um, and shouldn't be judged by the colour of his skin. And you know, what I mean, it, it shouldn't a young player should say shouldn't have to come out and 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 back himself or you know, what I mean, back the colour of his skin. You know what I mean? Because when it happens for like you just said, one of the biggest clubs in Europe, and all of a sudden it happens to a a young player at Derby County who's just playing his trade and starting starting a career out for himself, he shouldn't have to endure 
racist slurs from his from his own commentary team and and somebody who who gives him praise or slags him off every every other Saturday or every every Saturday. So you know what I mean. So fair play to to BBC Radio, but something again that's I what shouldn't be happening. Something what we shouldn't again have, have be having to talk about. But unfortunately, we are and. Uh, and hopefully people learn from this, especially TV pundits, radio pundits, commentators, uh, newspapers, and just, just just, just, support players who need to support. And especially, say, after what's gone on at the weekend, because somebody gets racially abused, say, you know what I mean? They might go home and, you know what I mean, and, and, and have bad thoughts and, and do something stupid. And, you know what I mean? And, and Craig Ramage, if somebody did do something stupid, he, he, he would have to live that for the rest of his life. And you know what I mean? If people are going to make these comments, they've got to be ready for the backlash of it. You know what I mean? If that's losing a job, if that's being called a racist, if it's if whatever's worse, you know what I mean? You know, people should be an absolute ashamed of themselves. I, I'm, I'm ashamed to, to have played, played against Craig and, um, and, and to, now, to, 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 to do our own football show and, and for people to, to say that, you know what I mean? That that, that football's full of racists and football. You know what I mean? You, you read Twitter and people say, "Well, commentators say it all the time." Ron Atkinson did it, and on 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 ITV. I'm going back years. We're talking about years now, and it shouldn't happen in 2020. Say. Si. Yeah, and <clears throat> like I said to you before we went live, is when Roy Keane criticised those Man United players on MUTV and he got sacked and stuff. Can you imagine the outcry if, like, he had said? He had, you know, he had said like the black players need to yeah. stop being so flash or this and that. But I don't know what he was thinking. Like, you'd like to think that he, I don't know, I don't know, I can't even explain like what he was thinking because yeah. I'm assuming that his point was that like young players generally, but why, why he had to bring in, you know, race and colors beyond me. Um, and it's like the first two stories we talked about is about like incidents of racism again. And I feel like it's almost been like every other week we've had to talk about this in one way or another, whether yeah. it's with England and Bulgaria or whether it's like in Russia or is it England or it's, it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. And this is me. This is me sounding disrespectful si, and, and going against the grain. You know what I mean? I'm very anti-racism. You know what I mean? But it's getting boring now that we're talking about it. You know what I mean, and people who are mm -hmm. bringing it up all of the time and doing it, you know what I mean. It's just it's, they need to be well away from sight. You never mind football; it's not just a football thing; it's a society thing, and and something that people just need to let go and and just let people get on with their lives. And uh, it's just it's just embarrassing side that, that 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 they bring it up. You know, it's just it's just it's a it's yet again I'll use that word what guys do use there. It's cowardly. It's it's, it's a cowardly act. Side. you can stand behind a, a computer, a mobile phone, a commentate. Uh, commentate a um, microphone and, and say what you want. Well, you can't, you know, unfortunately, you can't say what you want because you, people have got feelings, and you know what I mean. He's he's done what he's done, and rightly so. He's been sacked for it. Yeah, I, I BBC probably didn't have a great deal of choice in the matter, but BBC are not always the greatest in terms of how they react to these things. So I suppose they deserve a certain amount of credit for reacting quickly to it. And, you know, doing the right thing. There was no other option. You know, you had to go. Mm -hmm. um, it's just really disappointing from a, an ex-player who knows what it's like to receive, like, just general abuse from yeah. the terraces or from the media. Um, for him to do it, I think, is almost, like, worse because he knows what it's like to be under the spotlight and he knows what mm -hmm. it's like to 
to have people like thousands of people screaming at you mm. when you make a mistake or this yeah. or that. But um, so one of the other big stories of the of the week was uh, Man City got a, a two year ban from I think it was Champions mm. League football, was it? Yeah. Um, and it end up occurring. Um, uh, I'm, just, I'm just before we go uh, into the ad. Go on, mate. No, go on, carry on. I was just, I'm just not. I was just going to say. Go on. I was just going to say before um, we go into like the the actual ban and that the the guy the, or the reason that this all came to light is because um, this guy from the football website, uh, it's called Football Leaks, basically like a play on WikiLeaks, I'd assume. And what they did is this guy hacked uh, the emails and this, that, and the other of Man City. Um, and he exposed various discrepancies and rule-breaking and dodgy stuff. Um, he's currently in prison in Portugal. He was extradited from, I forget the country, but he said he was extradited to Portugal. He's currently in jail in Portugal for hacking or whatever they've charged him with. They've taken all his possessions. He hasn't got a lawyer. And then um, they've taken his notebook and everything off him. And I just think, like, yeah, all right, he's broken the law. He has. But if he's exposed them, you know, considering, all right, put it another way, considering the human rights violations which go on uh, under the associations of the owners of Man City, do we really need to be punishing that guy and leaving him in jail with, you know, no, no lawyer and no, like, pretty much taking away his right to defence or having a decent defence when everyone's up in arms that Man City are going to have a two-year ban from the Champions League, which they probably won't even have anyway? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It that frustrates me a bit. I feel yeah. like it's all a bit backwards. I d- I just don't get the whole situation side for me because it's it's. Uh, run about fi- run about fi- financial fair play or whatever whatever we're on about as well. You know what I mean? And, and it's supposed to happen all over the place. There's there's ways and means of getting around everything. And unfortunately, it's happening. It happened in the Championship with Derby County. Apparently, um, it can happen in the Champions League and it can happen with the, with the world's best. There's ways of getting around everything. And um, if there's a if there's a if there's means as a way, you know what I mean. And, and these people, they're all businessmen. Sight at the end of the day, they're all they all they all know their stuff. They know exactly what they're doing. And the court of arbitration will be getting appealed left, right, and centre from from Manchester City. I'm, I'm guessing straight away because you know what I mean. These, it's a, we're talking about we're talking about a business side and a football club now where players are only at Manchester City so they can play in the Champions League. You know, so you know what I mean. I read a story. Um, it was it was the day before. Um, it, the story came out, and it was Sergio Aguero said um, that he's not leaving Man City until uh, until they win the Champions League. Well, I'm not sure how many years he's got mm-hmm. left, but he probably doesn't have he probably doesn't have three years left in him at Man City. So, you know, what I mean, if if they do get banned for two years, I'm guessing that uh, he either stays and enjoys his um, trying to win the title of Liverpool, or he leaves and goes to another country or another club and 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 moves on. But I I, I honestly can't see it happening. Um, but you never know. The, 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 same as same as racism size, someone's got to throw the book at somebody down the line and someone's going to be the fall guy somewhere down the line for something. And if that's Man City for this, if that's um, the Portuguese league for racism, you know what I mean? Then then, then so be it because someone's got to take, someone's got to be the fall guy for, for all these things that are happening at the minute. 
Well, Med, we um, we did a whole show on the Sala book, and I think we spent thirty good thirty minutes of a yeah of a seventy five minute show talking about Willie Mackay and how dodgy he was, and how openly it's known that he's working still, like as recently as two weeks ago. Yeah, deadline a week day, yeah. ago, even yeah, yeah. two weeks to two weeks ago on deadline day, that he was still working on transfers in France, even though in France he's actually banned from working on transfers. But it's yeah. open; everybody knows. Mm. But 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 no one's yeah. doing anything about it. Yeah. No football clubs, no chairman, no um, businessmen, no fans, no the whole of football knows. You know what I mean? But like you say, he's 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 allowed to do it. He's not he's not being stopped from doing it, and it's just. It's the same as anything. It leaves a, it leaves a massive bad taste in your mouth, saying, and, and it just it just shows how much at the minute football is. It just stinks. Oh, big time! I and it, I find it depressing, mate. I think, like we talk about how the fans are taken away from the game um, these days, and there's a gap between the players and the fans. But I don't think it's the players. I think it's partially the money involved, partially. But I think it's it's the the corrupt side of it as well. Is yeah. fans don't feel a part of it because there's so much money involved, and the and the people they see the people who run football, run football clubs. They see how they behave and act, and they don't feel um, an affinity to that. You know, like yeah. I don't want to speak for man. I don't want to speak for Manchester City fans. Okay, for instance, I there's plenty of other clubs that you could use an example. But if I was a Man City fan, yes, I'd be thrilled that uh, the owners are putting billions of pounds into the club, the area, the training ground, blah, blah, blah. But I wouldn't feel any affinity to them as people because I know what they do on the other side of the world. Yeah. And the things, you know, the people they hurt and the things which go on, I don't want anything to do with that. So that straight away would take away like a part of my love or like my thing towards the club like yeah. even for myself i don't feel the same way about cardiff city that i did before the rebrand hmm. that that changed the way i felt about it forever yeah. i i really don't feel maybe hmm. maybe it will change when the owners change and things but at the moment i still do not feel the same way that i did then I think it shows you that's nothing to do with the players. No, exactly. But it shows you say how, how easy it was, how easy that was done at Cardiff City, and that could be done for yeah. any any other side, any other team. You know, so if that can be done to Cardiff City, it can be done to anybody. You know what I mean? So it just shows how much football has evolved, how much football is a business, um, and obviously supporters need to supporters need to be very grateful and very thankful that that their football clubs. You know what I mean? That's why I thank. I think they've got a middle because we've got the best chairman in the world, and you know what I mean. He sounds like he's never going to sell a football yeah. club, which is great. But when when you sit, when you listen to supporters wanting the club to move on because he's took the, he's took the club as far as it can go, you know what I mean. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be a football club. So people need to be the grass isn't always greener, you know what I mean. You look at other football clubs and they move stadiums, um, they run like a business, you know, at Newcastle just down the road, you know what I mean. It's, just, it's, it's a really really poorly run football club in the Premier League, but it's making money. Do you know what I mean? Are you looking for a football club which makes money? Or are you looking for a football club which is a, a family football club and, and something that you can that you can get your teeth into and, and, and enjoy every every other Saturday? Yeah, spot on, mate. And like Gaz, uh, John, Johnny Wish just says, uh, William Mackay to the core. Uh, and Gaz Sullivan, uh, Gaz Cubbins, was it? Gaz Cubbins says, um, 
Golden Sullivan, I'm assuming he means like owners who are yeah, just yeah. destroying clubs and fans yeah. feel helpless to do anything about it. Yeah. Um I could do I could do a whole show on football owners and I have got one planned eventually down the line. Mm. Um so moving on, we were there was a couple of subjects last week which we didn't get to. Yeah. So um, we're gonna cover them very briefly. Uh we got uh there's a lot of rumors about Messi to the Premier League, obviously with his um He's got this clause of these contract, which means he can leave for free at the end of this year. Do you see it happening? Um, I think we'll have to see. We'll have to wait and see what happens to um, to Manchester City because for me that was probably a an open invitation that he, if he's if he's going to go anywhere, Pep was a would have played a big part in where he went. You know what I mean? So he, if he would come to the Premier League, where would he go? I can't see he'd probably pass Manchester City. Um, he, w- he wouldn't go anywhere else in Spain, you know. What I mean, Italy looks like the place to go, Sai, for me at the minute with um, Inter Milan taking over and, and doing Can really you well. Him play to Juventus, Juventus, play, play with, with Ronaldo. You know, what I mean, Ronaldo. You know, what I mean. So it's and things are never say no because I never saw Cristiano leaving. And I, I never thought he would leave. So for me, it's uh, yeah. Does he need to go? I don't believe he does. You know, what I mean, people are questioning him. You can't, you can't be called great until he's until he's tried other leagues or he's won a. A major tournament, i.e., with his country, but you know what I mean. He's not playing in an era um, where I think Argentina are probably going to win it because there's too many other strong countries with uh, with seven, eight, nine, ten strong players in it. You know what I mean? Where Argentina, you know what I mean? You, you take Messi out that side, it's 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 pretty pretty probably it's really weak. Um, but you know what I mean. So, uh, do I think he'll leave? I think if he's going to if he's going to go, he'll go to Man City. But do I think it'll happen? I think it's a, it's a massive long shot. Massive long shot. I think there's only a handful of clubs who can afford him. Um, yeah. And I'd say Man City, Man United, Chelsea and probably Juventus. I don't think the Milan clubs could afford him. Uh, don't think a French or PSG. Uh, I don't think any Portugal clubs. Can, I don't, he wouldn't go anywhere in Alston, Spain. No. I think the only way he would go to Man United is if, one, they got in the Champions League and if, two, if Pochettino took over. I don't see him going there if Solar's there. Um, I know another subject which you put on the docket for last week was uh, former Premier League players who are flourishing in Europe now who perhaps didn't do so well in the Premier League. Yeah, like I look at Di Maria at, at PSG, watched a game last week against Lyon and he, he just ripped it up. He's playing against good players. Dembele played for Lyon, um, obviously ex-Fulham, and then before he went to Celtic, he didn't do it at Fulham and, you know, I took him a couple of moves before. Now he's he's, he's flourishing again. Lukaku, I thought, really struggled at, at Old Trafford uh, last week. He led the line really well. He looks he looks fitter. He looks healthy. He's scoring goals. He's leading the line really well. Ibrahimovic, you know, the list's endless. Are you know what I mean? And, and, and my, my, my concern is is are these kind of players now venturing elsewhere and going elsewhere? You know what I mean? Like Jadon Sancho playing um, and still playing in Germany, where. If the Premier League was the place to be, why hasn't he come over? Why hasn't he come over? You know what I mean? He's, he's had his, he's had his, his, his probably grounding in at Dortmund and, and and could come over to the Premier League and 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 play week in week out and and flourish. But it's Man, Man City let him go, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. Man but City he's, had he's, him. He's choosing to stay there because he's he's happy. He's enjoying his football. He's he's playing a competitive league. He's playing in the Champions League and in Europe. And you know what I mean? He's getting paid handsomely well. So why would he? Why would he bother coming over? Coming back over to England, you know, it, it, for me, it's not as a, it's not as big a carrot as it used to be. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, 
one thing I would say about Di Maria is people, I think, particularly because he the way he left, I think people forget how good he was for Man United. Okay. He was actually yeah. very good. And if you yeah, remember, I think it was against Leicester, that goal he scored where he like scooped it over the keeper oh, after, great a, goal. after all, unbelievable skill. Yeah. Um, and I think people sometimes get it mixed up that he left because someone broke into his house. Um, and I think his missus might have been there when he was playing football. Yeah, and they they never felt safe again in the area, yeah. which I th- I'm sure most husbands and fathers can relate to that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then obviously, when you've got that... as a as a player, as a player, he's probably well playing at Man United at the time they're in Europe. You know what I mean? He's probably out the house probably half the week, if not more, some weeks. Yes. You know what I mean? So he's like, he's 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 away worrying it's, if his if his family and his kids being in the house on their own. You know what I mean? It's not. Forget about money, you know what I mean? Because you can have all the security systems in the world, you know what I mean? But people are genuinely scared when your house gets broken in. It was just one of those, it's one of those not nice things. And, um, it's, yeah, it's just, and, and uh, like you say, so, you know what I mean? He was, he, for me, he was flourishing. He, he, he was doing really well, but he's gone to another level now. It's uh, at PSG. Yes, the league's easier, uh, relatively yeah, along, the, along the season, but, you know, he's still got this, he's still got the big games, he's still got the Champions League, but he's still, yeah. he's still, he's still choosing to perform. You know what I mean? He's still, he's still pulling out regular performances, scoring goals. He's keeping out um, who they've got now. They've got Akadi, they've got Cavani, they've got um, Mbappe, they've got uh, Neymar. He's the, he's the first attacking team, name on the team sheet. You know what I mean? So Neymar doesn't play week in, week out. Cavani doesn't play. Um, uh, you know what I mean? It's him and Mbappe play the two two attackers out of the three. So you've got one of the other big names, Akadi, um, Cavani and, and Neymar playing alongside those two. And that's a credit to how good he how good he must be yeah i um sorry i just put up the same message again jamie uh says he says something but i can't get up he says that de bruyne had to leave chelsea to prove his worth yeah um, and then come back um yeah. he, jamie also asked does Ney, do you think neymar has fallen behind other top players because he's gone to psg now that is a flipping cracking question yeah no, I think Absolutely it's true. That's great true. question. Well, it's true though, Sai. I think it, 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 he has because you know what I mean. He doesn't have to play week in, week out. You know when he was at when he was at Real Madrid. Um, oh, sorry, when he was at Barcelona, he had to play week in, week out. He had to perform week in, week out. The pressure was there. I don't think the pressure's the same um, at a PSG. You know what I mean in France because you know what I mean they probably don't even need to win win week in, week out. They need to win enough games to win the league, and and then they probably need to win a cup. And on top of that, they want to do well in the Champions League, but. It's it's the pressure's not as not as big as um other clubs. Yeah, 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 I think so. And um I don't think he's got the mentality to be a Messi or a Ronaldo. I think he's an exceptional player and I think yeah. he could be that level. I don't think he's got the same mentality as them in terms of his work rate and his like Cristiano Ronaldo gets criticized for his teamwork, if you like, but I don't believe that for a second because when you look at what the work he did for Fergie going back and doing defensive work, you you know, you can see that someone doesn't put in the hours that he does if they don't believe in teamwork. Yeah. Um oh, si, he's one of, he's, on paper, he's one of the best players in the world. So you know what I mean? He's there on merit, he's there to be shot down. Still. Um, you know what I mean? So for me, he's he's earned he's earned that right to Miss games, or he's earned that right to have a bad game, but we want to see him perform, we want to see him showboard, we want to see him doing doing the best he can be, and, and that's on the football pitch. But we want to see it at the best level, not just on Champions League nights. We want to see it in a different league, and I'd love him to come over to England, but 
I can, I can never see that happening. Right. Here's, here's, here's a question for you then. Lastly, on this subject, would you like to see Messi and Ronaldo both play for Juventus next year? Just one season of them together with the the legend that is Aaron Ramsey playing just behind. Oh well, of course. Yeah, the thing is, also, I think I think it'd have to be you'd have to be you'd have to be probably blind to say no because you you'd be so in, you'd be so intrigued about what's what was going to come. You know what I mean? That probably the, the competition between themselves inside the changing room would be who's going to score who's going to score the most goals. You know what I mean? So it'd be a, it'd be a competition like it's been for two clubs, but in one club, and it'd just be be interesting to see how they got on on and off the pitch. And but no, I'd like to see it. Absolutely. Um, guys, obviously, we're going to move into the, the Championship Games now. Uh, just wanted to say, if you want any questions answering at the end of the show, just uh, to send them in. We're going to be covering all the Championship Games now, and then we'll do our two-for-twos. We'll do our fake Geordie Bingo Lingo. We'll answer the questions. We'll also be naming it. Oh, Andy's disappeared. Where's he gone? There he is. And um, we'll also, uh, last week, Johnny Wish, I think it was, I think it was Johnny, asked us to pick... So he asked me to pick the England Euro squad as of today, and he asked Andy to pick the Welsh squad as of today. So we can't pick any injured players and stuff. So we're going to do that at the end of the show as well, while Andy adjusts his microphone and whatnot. What are you up to, mate? I can't hear you, Sai, for some reason. Can you I'm hear not me? Sure why. Hmm. Interesting twist. Um. Let's have a look. Ooh. Take care. Uh... Oh, you can't hear me. Can you hear me now? Go in a chat, mate. Right. Anyway, I'll um I'll keep going as we go. Break down championship games, and we're gonna talk our main three games. Uh, I think it's the Borough game, the Cardiff game, and the Fulham game, and then we are gonna. Just send Andy a message. Tell him to take your headphones out. And take your headphones out, mate. Someone text him. So, yeah, we're going to talk the main games and then we're going to go from there. We're going to do uh, some bits and pieces. He's not going to see that. Right. I'll send him a text now. Come on, man. Take him and plug him. <laughs> The joys, the people, this is the joys of live, live podcasting. The joys of live podcasting. So, yes, here we go. We're going to move into that. I'm going to pick my England squad. And uh, Andy's going to pick Still can't his Welsh squad. With... There. Can't Unplug your headphones, man. So Andy's disappeared for a little bit. We can now see my back door. This is the joys. So send me some questions then, guys. Send me some... Right, Jamie, Gaz, whoever, send me some questions to keep us going. Well, there, Andy's going to come back in now. He's uh, he's stressing now. You're going to see Andy Andy Campbell meltdown. 
so yeah, guys, send me some questions and I'll we we'll just rattle through some stuff while we started. We wait for Andy to rejoin us. Sorted, sorted. Hear me now. Oh dear, the joys of being alive. Oh, no. This is why we need a producer. I can hear I can hear you. Uh, I can hear you now. Can't hear me, can you? Yeah, I can now. Right. There's a you know there's a private chat thing on the side, so you can text me. Yeah, I know, but I thought I'd just I was text. like I messaged you and yeah, I know, but you messaged yeah, me. That's your, I said, that was your um, fault, not mine. I know. All right, yeah. I said to you, um, I said, uh, I was trying to say to you, just unplug your headphones completely. Yeah, I tried, but it still wouldn't. Uh, it's cause... And just do the sound through the thing. It's because somebody rang me. Somebody rang me, that's what it was. Somebody rang me on my me, on me phone, it came off my iPad, so I uh, how... I know. how dare they? And I know I'm doing it as well. Tell them, don't they know? Lie, they live know. every Monday. They know, they know. They know. They know. You should name and shame him. Yeah, Martin Spitz. You know it. Oh, okay, right. Just before, just before we go into the uh, into the championship games, Jamie is spamming us with questions, and uh, he just asks, "Who are your top five players in the world for us?" Go on, you name your five. Um, Ronaldo, Messi, Hazard. Um, oh God, um, it's got to be Neymar. Um, for me, I still think Gareth Bale's got to be in there because because of how he's done it. Yeah, it's just I can't see past it. For me, the generation hasn't hasn't changed. I mean, people might not be playing, but he's still this for me. That's top five, all attackers, but still. Um, I would say Ronaldo, Messi, Bale, top three. Um, I would then say Paul Pogba should be number four, but Mbappe. he's not Mbappe, for whatever forgot, reason. Forgot him as well. Mbappe. Um, and then it's difficult. No, there's um, there's a couple of boys yeah. at Juventus I quite like and PSG. Yeah. And uh, I like the young boy at um, Real Madrid. I forget his name, but um, yeah, I think it's the it's the usual suspects still at the moment. Yeah. I've you never been a De Bruyne. Maybe you can't get away from me. Side, you, can't get, you can't get away you know, from like, the usual suspects. You can't get away. Yeah, from I the, think the, the, the other one, which the obvious. Uh, the obvious omission is Joe Bennett, but you know, obviously, Joe, you know, no, apart from that, Joe, Joe Bennett and Joe Rolls, but we'll uh, we'll leave them out just for now. Yeah, they they, they can pay double, us later. Double Joe, um, double Joe. So for people joining us, uh, joining us a little bit late, uh, you can watch it. We revealed our new logo, which you'll see just uh, kind of. I can't work because I'm reversed. No, Top there, that way. there, there, yeah. there. there. Up there, there, there you go. New logo. And uh, tell us what you think of that. Give the video a thumbs up. And uh, yeah, leave some comments, ask some questions. And we're going to get into the championship football now. But I will just say one uh, last thing. Um, at the start of last week, I launched, uh, like we launched, because people have been asking, I learned, launched a, like a merch store, which is teespring.com stroke stores, ace podcast nation. Um, but I'm not plugging it to get people to buy it other than, uh, for the next seven days from tonight, uh, 20 to 8, Monday night, uh, any T-shirts or merch, anything which is bought, my cut of that is going to go to the victims of the flooding in the Rhonda Valleys. So I urge you all to buy the stuff for that reason only. Uh, but apart from that, yeah, that's the store. I'll put the links. The links will be in the description and everything. Uh, I think they already are as well. Um, but yeah, that's where I'll be. That's where that money will be going for the next week. Every bit of merch which is sold, which will go to those people. 
because I can't even imagine what they're going through. Great gesture, Sai. Great gesture. So great gesture. Thanks, mate. I only, I literally thought of it as we come on air. And I, <laughs> I just think like I'm lucky I live in like central Cardiff, but like we drove up to my in-laws yesterday and we drove past the river and see how like violent and roaring they were. And I just thought and I saw the pictures, like of the pitches which my boys played on last week, yeah. and they're completely like a foot underwater. And I just thought, geez. Yeah. And then you see pictures of people living up in like Ponty and my boys play for Tapswell and there's people in Tapswell, you know, um, I know the, the youngsters from Tapswell and the coaches on Friday night are going up to Tapswell village to help people, whether they need to go in because they've lost vehicles or they're going to go and help them to, like tidy up the parks, tidy up the houses. I think that's an amazing gesture by Tapswell Academy as well. So shouts out to them. Just a quick check, mate. Have you done your Welsh squad? Yes, I have. Of course I have. So have I, and I'm totally not researching it as we're doing the show. <laughs> what you else want to hear? Totally not, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm a professional. What, I, you, I don't you, you haven't done the, you, you haven't done the Welsh one, have you? You've done the English one. Yeah, I got an easy one, haven't I? I got like three million players to pick from. You've yeah, got you like, have, yeah. like twenty. Yeah, I've gone. Yeah, <laughs> you've got some cracking youngsters, mate. I hope you, I hope you've done your research because if you leave out some of those youngsters, people will be fuming. I have, I've, uh, I think I've picked a good side. It's very, very offensive. Very offensive squad. Yeah, that, that makes a change. Every time we picked, like we picked our championship team of the year, and it was like one goalkeeper and ten, stri- ten strikers. And I, then the other week when we picked our all-time Welsh and English eleven, it was like yeah. Neville Southall and then ten strikers. That's why I got the sack side. That's why I got the sack. No imagination. Good going forward. Just rubbish at the rubbish in defence. <laughs> Right, let's get on to these bloody championship games or we'll never get there after Andy tried to quit the podcast in the middle of it. <laughs> um, so, uh, the first game we got is uh, Borough versus Luton Town. I forgot who they were playing then. Yeah. Oh, uh, your, your your team? Yeah, not good, mate. Not good, not good I at all. I know you're not happy. No. Um, to be honest, I was... I was quite looking forward to the game I thought um, I thought it was, it was a, a perfect team at the perfect time Middles on a really bad run Luton don't travel well at all they let goals in for fun um, I thought Luton started really well they started on the front foot they looked uh, looked solid in shape uh, I thought Potts down the left hand side was excellent uh, Loa Loa every time he got the ball he was taking people on and driving in the box conditions were were not great, but for both sides and the way that Luton tried to play football, it was probably a bigger effect on the way that the way they played than than the way Middlesbrough. But um, Luton went ahead uh, from Potts on the left hand side with a great run, great ball uh, missed by by everybody, uh, and then Tunnicliffe um, volleyed home, which caught uh, Ainsley Pears out a little bit uh, at the far post. I think, and I've got no no blame to him. It was a poor goal to give away from 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 the from the, from a defensive point of view, but no no blame on the goalkeeper. Um, Middlesbrough lacked massive ideas going forward, Sai. You know what I mean? They, they had no creativity. Um, the bench was very strong, which is nice to see, but it doesn't matter. You can't create a chance, you can't create chances on the bench. And I've had a few arguments on social media about, about Middlesbrough's lack of creativity and people saying Ravel Morrison's the the answer. Well, if he is, he needs to start. Because how how on earth anybody can score goals or set set chances up when you sat on the bench is that must be a first for me because every time I was sat on the bench I didn't do anything. Um, and 
he needs to be given 10, 15 games and, and thrown at the deep end and just and just be given an opportunity for me because and then we can make a decision on him. Patrick Roberts was injured, so obviously that had an impact. A uh, bit of Sombolonga came on, Rudy Gestead came on, and Middlesbrough then just lacked ideas, played into Luton Town's hands. And the way that Luton have come up through the league side, the long balls forward, they, 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 they were eating them up all day long. And they broke away a couple of times and, and probably deserved a second, but um, they fully deserved the three points. And um, I was pleased with Graham Jones. I thought he put, I, 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 I thought they, I thought they really deserved the, the three points. But Si, Middlesbrough against Luton Town. Luton Town have taken four points off Middlesbrough this season. That is a that is a horrific stat from a a massive football club and, and 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 the two football clubs. But the way that I looked at it, as I said on Saturday night on on social media, that for me it's not an upset. Um, it's it's just the way that the fo- way the football football's gone and the way that football's evolved at Luton against Middlesbrough now is not an upset. Luton Town beating Middlesbrough. And, Hopefully one day that that the, the tides might turn again and and Middlesbrough will be far superior than Luton. But uh, what I've seen this season and especially Saturday that that Luton fully deserved what they got from the Riverside. Yeah, um, Ravel Ravel Morrison. Uh, he when he the same thing happens at Cardiff. He came to Cardiff on loan, and I was so excited because I'd yeah. seen him play youth games, and I was so excited. And then they never played him. Now, all right. Maybe his attitude is not the greatest, but if you're going to bring him in on loan and you're going to sign a player who you know isn't going to train really, really hard, might be a bit stroppy if you tell him off or whatever. You're not signing him because of that. You're signing him because you know that he is a game changer if you can get him playing. Yeah. And Middlesbrough, even if they didn't start him because he's not 100% fit, they had, had to bring him on with 20 minutes to go. Had to. There's no yeah. excuse for it. Yeah. But say si, you can't sign somebody on reputation, reputation alone. You know what I mean? That that, And you can't sign a player hoping that someone, that you're the manager who's going to get a tune out of Ravel Morrison. You know what I mean? That, that no one's been able to do it. And I've said this since, oh, I've said it for years. So, you know what I mean? When, when he was a kid, I saw him as a kid and I thought he was excellent. I really did. But he, what, is he 27, 28 year old? You know what I mean? He's, He's flattered to deceive at football clubs, and he's just—he's just—he's underperforming. And I so hope he—he he can turn his fortunes round and Middlesbrough's fortunes round. And because all of a sudden Middlesbrough found themselves in absolute dire straits and in danger again from 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 Christmas time when they're beating top of the league and um, and running sides close and on a, on a good run and scoring goals and creating chances. It's 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 caused a problem. And I'm hoping that um, signing a player who's got a bad reputation when things aren't going great, that it doesn't have a bigger impact on younger players and on the football club as a whole, really. Yeah, I think so. Um, it's strange because Burrow really, really well uh, of late. What is interesting to me is that they were not very good against Luton, but Luton, what a week for them. What oh, a week. Well, the manager said, the manager's interview really put himself suddenly game. back in with a chance of staying out. Yeah, beat Sheffield Wednesday 1-0, clean sheet. Beat Middlesbrough away 1-0, clean sheet. The manager said that it's the two perfect uh, results. You know what I mean? Uh, well, when I managed, I, I'd prefer to win 4-0, to be fair. But I know, I know what he means. You know what I mean? You get, you get a lot of satisfaction out of winning 1-0, clean sheets. Like everyone does a job and, it's, and, it, and it shows the togetherness. But you know what I mean? It, it just shows how, how tight the league is, side because they've got six points out of the last six games and they're still in trouble, you know. So it shows how much uh, how much how much work still to do. But if they can show the togetherness that they showed this week, then and especially performance on Saturday, um, they'll have an opportunity to stay up. But they need to continue it. You know, what I mean, they can't rest on the laurels and, and hope that um, 
hope that they just they, they managed to get out of it because you look at Barnsley won, Wigan got a positive result, Stoke City were two 0 up, Huddersfield got a positive result just above them. So, you know what I mean? It's 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 about winning sometimes at the right time. And yes, it sounds really stupid this, but on Saturday probably wasn't the time to win because when everyone else when everyone else winning you don't gain any ground where if you can pick six points up when other teams lose week in week out then the league looks a little bit bright and a little bit better but you know I mean they've got to, they've got to make sure that, that they beat they beat the sides in and around them Luton Town and, and they have a little mini league table themselves because if they beat the Huddersfield the Middlesbroughs the Barnsleys the Stoke Cities then, then they'll stay up but if they lose or don't win those games you know what I mean it'll be, a, it'll be difficult for them to stay up yeah, have you spoken to um, Mr. Woodgate about signing Ravel Morrison? No, not about that. Not about that. No, um, and you know, what I mean, I think, I think basically it was it was what was available at the time, um, loan wise, because the club weren't in a finals position to go and spend any money. So, you know, what I mean, it was a Premier League, coming from a Premier League side, and for me, it was no, it was a no brainer. You couldn't really lose with the, with the deal. What was what was put on the table? That is, yeah, it's, it's it's free. It's a it's a player of 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 undoubted ability on his day, but. Still waiting, still waiting, still waiting, still waiting, and I'm. I'm but he can't. The thing is, the thing is, the thing is, mate, he can't do anything off the bench. Yeah, well, exactly. That, he stays on the bench, and that's what I said. You know, what I mean, that was my point. On, that was my point yesterday. You know, what I mean, when uh, a few people were getting a little bit irate, what, what was what I said about Middlesbrough's lack, <laughs> lack, Middlesbrough's lack of creativity. But how? You know, what I mean, I, I never, I never ever scored a goal when I was sat on the bench, ever, ever. Nope. You know no, what I mean? I, I can't score a goal if you don't shoot either. I, exactly. So I scored a goal when I was allowed to come off the substitute bench when I was on the pitch of play. You know what I mean? So if you sat there on your backside and you've got your substitute on, you're never going to score. You're never going to create a chance. You need to be playing week in, week out. And if you're coming on for 10, 15 minutes, pointless. Pointless because it's so hard to sometimes come into a game when you're getting beat under pressure. You know what I mean? And, and he's coming with a reputation that he comes on the pitch with 15, 20 minutes to go. Fans are expecting him to score a hat-trick. It doesn't work like that. Football's not that easy. It's not that easy, especially at the championship level against Luton Town, who are who are quite stubborn with the way that they play. So it's um, it's a, it's a difficult one moving forward. The football club needs Middlesbrough football club needs to make sure that they stay in the league. I still said all alongside that I'd be happy for the club to come out and say, as long as you stay up, it's been a success. Because I would see this season as a massive success if if they stayed in the championship. Because they're dicing with it at the minute again. They're dicing with um, it's it's you're you're on a bad run at the wrong time. And they can't afford to carry this run on because if they're not careful, Huddersfield will overtake them. Stoke, I don't know what's going on with Stoke City, but we'll go on about that later on. But other, others below them are, are picking up, you know. So it's uh, you know, the, the Middlesbrough is just lucky that there's some some poor teams behind them, but those poor teams beat them. Yeah. So it's difficult, difficult one to take. Yeah, it's. I find it really interesting. Uh, Johnny says that Luton staying up would be the ultimate in great escapes, um, which I think where they were. It's probably yeah. not far off, actually. I think, I think, um, I think the size of the, I think the size incredible. of the football club for me, side, the size of the football club, they should. No disrespectful to Luton Town, Kenilworth Road, uh, wages, budgets. Luton Town should never be able to compete in the championship with with what they've got. You know what I mean? They haven't really bought in loads of players, no. big squads, and side. What are they? A few points away from Stoke City. Stoke, Stoke City's budgets must be one of the biggest in the league. So it's chalk and cheese both of them. So two sides and Middlesbrough's, Huddersfield's. Do you know what I mean? Even Barnsley, to a, to a degree, Wigan. You know what I mean? They've, they've got a decent sized budget. It's, it's, uh, you know what I mean? They're punching against some massive sides down below. So the, you know what I mean? They're, if they can get out of it, it'll be an unbelievable achievement for everybody concerned with the football club. Yeah, um, it will be impressive. I've got to say, if they stay up, 
I um I was like I said very surprised by Middlesbrough because they've been so improved recently. Yeah. Um, because at one point they were really so boring to watch. No offense, Med. Um, but then yeah. they kind of sorted it out a bit, and they looked quite. The last few weeks they've looked good. Really, yeah, since well, Christmas they've, yeah. they've had a massive improvement. Yeah. Well, thing is, I say, you know, I, I was worried. You know, how worried I was at the start of the season. They were, they were on a downward spiral. The club was uh, all over the place, um, and then um, they picked up. You know what I mean? I'm glad they picked up. You know what I mean? Obviously, I'm a good friend of Woody and and um, and Robbie Kane and. And I love the football club with all my heart, but you know what I mean. The, I th- I thought that a change was imminent and needed to be made, and he turned it around, which was great. And but then now they're going back again. But it's it's timing of bad runs. If you have a bad run towards the end of the season, it has a bigger impact. If you don't go down, that's great. But it also fans remember that the, the season looks like it's it's a negative season because you finished on a finished on a low note. You know what I mean? And you know what I mean. There's a lot of people in the area who. Uh, who are agreeing with, with with Johnny Wish there that um, that he'll go at the end of the season because you know people aren't happy. You know what I mean? They haven't seen much progression. They haven't seen they haven't seen the promises what he's made about um, style of play. Um, you know what I mean? They've, they've, he's flooded a lot of young players, which is great. But you know what I mean? It's 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 getting that fine balance for me. You know what I mean? You can put them in alongside these so-called experienced players, and and the club can flourish even further because they've got some. Some very talented players in the squad, experienced and young. You just need to get the get the get the balance and the blend right at the same time. Yeah. Um, so next up, we've got uh, Cardiff City two, Wigan two. First question: Do we, I, O'Neill Harris, an apology? Um, I've read a couple of comments I, uh, about people backing um, what. What he's trying to do, um, and I, he is trying to play a different way with with with, with the personnel that he's got. That that's so that's that's a massive plus. He's he's had a couple of positive results against uh, a couple of um, lesser sides. Uh, Huddersfield was a great result, by the way. Luton Town last the weekend before, great result, a oh, very good result. Not a great result, but a good, good solid result. Um, the problem I've got, Si, is the way he's starting games. And this isn't the first time we've said it, you know what I mean? So, if we could start games um, the way that we're ending games or the way that we can finish um, other parts of it, starting the game side is probably one of the biggest biggest things of of of, um, of, of a 90 minutes, you know what I mean? You start and you end, you know I mean? The middle sometimes looks after itself, um, but it's a starting awful and the giving teams even average teams like Wigan, an opportunity to, to, to hold themselves into a game. And Wigan scored two goals at the best possible time for, for, for a football club and the worst possible time for Cardiff. That, um, so to answer your question, do, you, do, do, we own, do, do we owe him an apology? I don't think we owe an apology. I think we accept that he's trying to play a different way, but I'm not sure at the minute it's succeeding. Do you know what I mean? And, but I hope it does and I hope we do owe him, owe him an apology. But... If somebody offered me seven points out of nine a week ago, uh, I'd have snapped your hands off. But the way that, obviously, the two away games looked after themselves previously, and then you draw two all against Wigan, it just it's 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 what could have been, and uh, and where could they have been with those extra two points? Because you look at the two goals on Saturday side, switch off off a, off, a, off a corner. Do you know what I mean? You can't afford to do that in the first couple of minutes of a game, and all of a sudden you're one 0 down, and then 
Wigan get back into the game uh, a one-all just before half-time, get themselves a penalty, dubious penalty, of course, but I'm gonna, I'll go through that in a minute. But it's just giving goals away at silly times and stupid times and, and Cardiff just need to be, I don't know, maybe shut up shop a little bit and just, you know what I mean? Like like, like they used to do under Neil Warnock and uh, I'm probably just contradicting myself there because we're on about trying to, him trying to get away from that style. But defensively, we're letting, letting far too many goals, letting too, far too many goals against average teams for me. You know what I mean? That uh, Kiefer Moore's first goal, Si. Um, you know what I mean? We spoke about him there. I, I, you know what I mean? It was a, it was a sloppy set piece. Uh, I don't know whose man it was for the short corner. Joe tried to come off the post. I don't know who was his man or not. Um, pulls it in and, and, and Kiefer Moore's there to, um, to cleverly back heel it in, but should never happen in the Championship sides. You know what I mean? Make them put it in the box and, and challenge for every ball because Cardiff have got the players to win, their, win those headers. So, But when, when the short balls come in, that's when they struggle, you know what I mean? And um, they got themselves back in the game uh, through Josh Murphy, who I think is on absolute fire, by the way, scoring some very good goals. He's creating some very good chances, getting some very dangerous areas. Looks confident. Uh, he's linking up play with with um, Lee Tomlin fantastically well, uh, and uh, Will Vaux. So it's, it's it's looking it's looking really good. Um, I, I'm not sure about the penalty side. I watched it about five or six times, and you know what I mean. You got a defender who's thrown his body in front of the front of the front of the ball. Did it hit his hand? Yes. Is his is his hand in a in an unnatural position? I don't know. You throw yourself on the you throw yourself in that kind of position. What are you supposed to do with your hands? Put them behind your back. You've got to, you've got to put Break them somewhere. Down. Well, exactly. You've got to put them somewhere. You know what I mean? So unnatural position for me is putting your hands over your head. It's, you know what I mean? You've got to be able to put your arms somewhere. Um, so I'm not sure about that. Um, and that's probably that's not me being biased. It's I've seen loads of incidents over the weekend where the balls balls hit hand and nothing's been given where on Saturday against Cardiff it was given and um, hey, hey ho I thought, but, the refer- um, I thought the referee in the Cardiff game was dreadful mate um, yeah well he was I agree like, well, wait, wait. you know the the disallowed goal um, last, yeah. I see why I see why it's disallowed at the, in the last minute I see why it's disallowed but the the the, major- the majority or the main uh, impeding is done by the defender by his own player yeah. Wigan yes. The, the 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 foul side comes the comes from the original throwing, you know what I mean. The foul comes from the original one, you know what I mean. Oh, sorry, it's from the corner, and it's from his own player, and he's trying to punch the ball ahead of his own player, and then Morrison gets involved, you know what I mean. So he's unbalanced, off balance in the back of his net because of his own player, you know what I mean. Regardless of what happens after that, what you're supposed to do, just let him catch it. It's just just beggars belief for me, you know what I mean. You're but, allowed to go for the ball. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a contact sport side. We're on, we're on about it's a contact sport and. You know what I mean? It's not that he had, he had the ball in two hands. He's gone to punch the ball. If he's gone to try and catch it and he hasn't because somebody's there, give a free kick. But he's chose to punch that ball because he wasn't confident enough in kicking it or punching it and catching it. He's punched the ball, failed miserably. And he's very lucky, very, very lucky, by the way, that um, the, the referee giving the benefit of the doubt because I think they they really struggle, Si, especially towards the end of the game with long throws, with set pieces, corners, free kicks into the box. They couldn't handle the physicality of Cardiff. And and I'll go back to my original point. If Cardiff had started like that side, put balls in the box in the first minute, oh, you would have you would have ground them down by 60, 60, 65, 70 minutes and you would have won the game by then because Wigan wouldn't have been able to cope. You know what I mean? But they, they're hanging on to something. They're hanging on to a, a result for so long that, you know what I mean, even even the worst sides in the league side can, can get a draw of it. Well, what have I been saying? All year last since uh, Glatzel signed. Just when, whenever Glatzel was, was playing, 
he would play for 70 minutes. They wouldn't put a cross in the box and then he'd go off. Yeah. And then they'd put the cross in the box and it's like, what's the point in that? Yeah, exactly. Um, the one thing I'd say about Harris, I'm uh, going to stop short of apologising, but um, I can see that he's trying to implement changes. Yeah. Which, which means at least he's recognising that the way he was doing things isn't wasn't working. Mm. Um, like he's changing the personnel. Um, I think I think it was last week or the week before when jo- uh, Murphy scored uh, in the FA Cup, and I yeah. said, "Look, give him five or six games, no matter how he plays. Start him for five or six games because he needs to. He's one of those players who needs to play to get yeah. his form up and get him going." Yeah. And they're doing that, and he's scoring for fun. Callum yeah. Patterson, since he's come back from fitness, had a couple of off games, but then scored, and they kept him in the side, and he keeps scoring. Yeah, These are players who, the Cardiff City squad, particularly the forward players, Lee Tomlin, wasn't playing. He was like in and out under Warnock. Harris came in and put him in the side constantly, yeah. built the side around him. Lee Tomlin's creating, scoring constantly. Yeah. But what we said, what we said, Sai, about about changing teams as well and mixing things up and, and resting players, or so-called resting them. You know, I mean, players want to play, and players are going to get better and better and better by playing week in week out. You know, what I mean, they're going to get much sharper, they're going to get fitter, they're going to get quicker, they're going to get more confident, they're going to repay you with more with better performances. You know what I mean? And one one of the biggest pluses that Neil Warnock has had most of his well most of his time at Cardiff, he was consistent with his team selection that you could probably second-guess his team week in, week out, apart from when he had to make changes that you knew he would stick by players who were playing well. You know what I mean? That he would stick by the team, winning, 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 and he repairs faith. And, you know what I mean? Sometimes managers have to do that. Forget, forget sometimes when people say it's a squad game. It's a squad game throughout the season. But if somebody, if, it's, if a team's winning 10 games on the bounce, you don't change it. You don't change it. Well, you know what I mean? You wait till they lose or you wait till well, something happens because these players deserve to carry on playing and, and implement what's 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 working. Yeah, absolutely, mate. I um I find it frustrating, I gotta say, that they just make the same mistakes. Not just Harris, Warnock, um, you know, that's they don't recognise the mistake or they recognize they don't recognise the something's not working quick enough. Um whether it's making subs, changing tactics defensive like set how many how many weeks in a row now of me and you been t- saying set pieces cardiff are really shaky really worrying yeah still but, doing it still happening uh, well this is my concern sir you know what i mean the start is sloppy they're struggling set pieces and these are two of the things that with the with the players in that cardiff city side that that i wouldn't have put on their shoulders and 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 and, and thought of a cardiff city side that you know what i mean the players have got Start sharp, win the battles, win the headers, set pieces. Never give a goal away off a set piece. Oh, look a threat at the other end. Where it doesn't look like that at the minute. You know what I mean? It looked like every set piece at the minute um, that they give away, that they, they either switch off. And it was, it was, it was. You know what I mean? Look, oh, Kiefer Moore's goal was good goal if you're if you're a Wigan kind of Wigan player, but from a Cardiff point of view, it was a poor goal to give away. Indeed, it was. Uh, I thought Kiefer Moore actually—that's the first time I've seen him play for Wigan really well. Yeah, I thought he um, not really, but like he just looks like what I see him for Wales. Really, yeah. Um, like for Wales, he always looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, and he's you know Giggs has obviously got a lot of faith in him because mm. he keeps picking him. 
but for some reason he wasn't. He does all that many for Wigan. Whether they don't play, maybe to the how he likes to play, I, I'm not entirely sure of the reason. But he looks a different player at international level than he does when he yeah. plays in the championship. But we've well, got you've, you've got you've got to could... also you've got to also say look at the players. He's oh, playing there you with. Go, look at the players he's playing with. You know what I mean? He's he's he's, he's and this is not. I'm not being disrespectful to the to the players of uh, Wigan calibre, but you know I mean the players that he's playing with at Wales are, are far superior, far greater. You know what I mean? The quality of the ball that he's getting. You know what I mean? The the finish for the first goal on Saturday was 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 excellent technique. You know what I mean? Imaginative. So shows that he's got it in his locker and shows that the the faith that Ryan Giggs is putting him. You know what I mean? Is is right to see and you know what I mean? It was such a it was always going to happen. I believe that. that he, that he scored, scored against Cardiff. And, and then when he got a second, it was like, he was just probably written in the stars. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we got Fulham. Uh, Johnny Wish just said the same thing, which I just said about uh, Kiefer Moore and him playing for Wales. Uh, looking forward to talking to this game, uh, Fulham versus Barnsley, uh, because I've really been enjoying watching Barnsley for the last couple of months. But yeah. Well, to be, fair, to be honest, I, to be honest I, all season going forward, we've said how many chances Barnsley creates, but how they don't put the ball in the back of the net. And um, and unfortunately for Fulham on Saturday, they came came up against um, an ex-player who has come back to haunt them. He's been in great form, Corley Woodrow. But on Saturday, he was exceptional. He put in a really, really good performance. Um, and Barnsley started great, so I thought they were excellent. Um, I'm not really sure how the goalkeeper from Fulham, uh, Rodex, stayed on the pitch because... It was a disastrous... He tried to catch the ball. He dropped, he dropped it. He turned round. The centre-forward was just about to tap the ball in and he... he, he uh, I wouldn't even say he rugby tackled him. I think he more or less gave him a cuddle to try and stop him scoring. Um, but it's, it's, a red card, it's a red card all day and I can't believe that he didn't that he didn't send him off because it was just... Uh, it was so blatant. Uh, Carly Woodrow stepped up, scored his penalty, didn't celebrate, which annoyed me a little bit. But, you know I mean, that's one of my biggest bugbears that obviously ex-Fulham player, but... You know what I mean? For me, you should have, should have celebrated because, you know what I mean, he's getting paid by Barnsley. But uh, that's another thing. I thought Fulham improved after the break. They, they probably should have equalised straight after half-time, but some excellent defending from Barnsley, which, you know what I mean, and which hasn't happened all season, by the way. The, the word excellent defending from Barnsley does not happen in the same sentence <laughs> in, in the Championship. So, uh, I've got to give him credit for that. But then uh, Barnsley broke away straight after that and, uh, and scored a very good goal. But I, I, then, again, poor goalkeeping. Uh, he came out when he didn't need to. Um, uh, and then the third goal, I thought Carly Woodroy he danced inside the box and and scored from a tight angle and didn't celebrate again, which yeah, double annoyed me. Uh, but nah, Barnsley side, they they entertain both both ends. You know what I mean? Normally they let goals in, which you know what I mean. They're always they're, they should be on everyone's coop on both teams to score. Um, but didn't let a goal in this week. Kept a clean sheet, but the, the probably Barnsley's biggest. Um, uh, biggest negative of the day will be when they when they went in the changing room after the game celebrating and looked at Luton's result, Wigan's result, yeah, Huddersfield's result. That they come away with an unbelievable result, and then they see that all the other teams winning around them, and that, they can't do anything about that. They've just got to take this as it is. It's a massive three points, um, and they go and try and get some more because if they can play like this again and again and again, they'll they'll get some good, they'll get some real scalps, but they can't just think they've they've turned the corner now. They've got to they've got to do it. They've got to do it week in week out. Oh yeah, um, Gaz just said that the law changed with the penalties and red cards. I, 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 I know it changed. Uh, yeah. I think they're not supposed to send you off, but 
But I think in certain situations, it should be a sending off. Yeah. And with that, it, it was an open goal. Yeah, so it, was, it should have been yeah. a sending off. Yeah, it wasn't even a... Because it, a... it wasn't like he was... Yeah, I don't even know what it was. It was a... It was a... It was, I don't know, it was a, like a bear hug, like a bear hug sort of tackle. It was just a ridiculous, like, it's just, it's just, yeah, it's, you have to, if you haven't seen it, go and watch it, because it's, it's quite, quite amusing. Well, mate, and he dropped, and he dropped it. That, that keeper was at fault for all three. He has had an absolute nightmare. Yeah, he's had a shocker. Uh, for the, a shocker. Like, and we've slaughtered some keepers this year. I think that's the worst of the whole season, mate. It was, yeah, awful. It, was it was bad, yeah. And, 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 and a game side where Fulham have been on fire as well, and, and where and, uh, yeah. Forest and West Brom drew, um, you know what I mean? Leeds were winning, you know what I mean? So it was an opportunity for Fulham to, uh, Brentford didn't win, you know what I mean? So it was an opportunity for them to get to get up, you know what I mean? And and and, and progress forward, you know? So um, it's it's such a such a bad result, such a bad result. Uh, Johnny Wish just said uh, Cardiff should have signed Corley Woodrow in the summer, uh, in, in January. Um, what I would say to that is, yes, they should have. The reason they didn't is because they don't want to spend any money, and that's why no. they brought in Neil Harris. Yeah, simple as that. I'm afraid. Mm. Well, the concern with that side is, uh, is, is is he performs now, he carries on performing the way he is. How much is he? How much is doubled? It, will his will his value be? That is he worth? Is he worth five million quid? You know what I mean? You're looking at um, Jared Boyd. You know what I mean? It's excessive money now in the champ, even in the championship. So it's it's. Um, it's asking a lot for for teams like Cardiff, you know what I mean? To to I wouldn't say waste because if you get promoted, it's not a waste. But to buy a, a championship player in the championship to get promoted for those kind of players to not really cope in the in the Premier League, like they did, like some of them didn't. Moving forward, it's it's a big risk to take. Oh yes. Uh, so next up we have. West Brom two, Forest two. What a game! Ah, oh, what a game! What a game indeed! Uh, just I just just full of um, incidents, full of drama, full of good players, full of just uh, just just all on good play. I'm, I'm, I'm a massive fan of Callum Robinson. I thought he was he was excellent. He got on the ball. He was very direct. Came from Sheffield United in the window. Um, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was just he's just very direct. He was he just enjoys. Looks like he enjoys taking people on. Scored a very good goal. Um, and then Kyle Bartley scored the first of two on goals on the day, and you know we've been very critical of people who score on goal side. But if he didn't score it, there was a tap in on the line, so somebody was yeah. was going to get that. And I and I'll I'll move on to the um, the other on goal. Um, it was a figure a Figueredo on goal, um, and it was it was going to get tapped in again on the line. So you know I mean sometimes it's just that the quality of the cross makes the goal, but. Goal of the game, and for me, performance of the day was was uh, was Cash. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. And Mighty Cash, he drove, um, drove, drove at West Brom constantly. He was a constant threat. His goal was absolutely out of this world, and his celebration was even better. To be fair, because he still had the energy and the desire to run all the way up the other end in injury time to his own supporters to show how much he cares. Because Forrest had been on a little bit of a bad run. You know what I mean? We we were very critical of the manager uh, resting players last weekend and. Um, they had a, they had a, um, uh, an indifferent. They've had a few indifferent results. Um, you know what I mean? They got beat by Charlton last weekend. So to, to to go to West Brom and get a positive result, but probably a better performance, was shows how, how far they've come, really. Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing I'd say about Cash as well is he's a defender. He's a out and out winger. Yeah. He's not even like a defensive winger. He's an out and out attacking winger, and he's been playing right back or yeah. full back. 
Um, yeah. He's doing a tremendous job, and he's been one of the real bright lights for Forest in a difficult period. Yeah. Um, West Brom. I mean, they. I. They were very good again. They won't be too worried. Um, I thought Pereira yeah. particularly was outstanding. It's his work rate, mate, as well as his quality yeah. on the ball. Yeah, like he it... wins the ball, but I think he won the ball back for the one goal. I think. Yeah, he did. Um, it just makes things happen, side for me, mate. though. They, 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 they make things happen. You know what I mean? It's it's the it's the quality of them going forward. Pereira, Robson, Carney, Robinson. You know what I mean? The three of them were live wires, and then you've got second half. You've got um, you've got Robson, Carney coming on. You know what I mean? It's just it's it just it's just relentless. It must be just it must be just a nightmare for defenders because it's just it's just constant. Someone's tired or not doing it. You've got somebody else who's coming on to change the game. Yeah, it's just that for me that they're, they're the best side in the league, and they'll, I think they'll they'll see this as a as two points dropped, but at the same time, it's uh, it's it could be a point game coming end of the season. Yeah, I, I do. I do agree. I um. It's... I can't see past West Brom and then it's between Brentford, Leeds and Fulham. Yeah. And when I look at the squads on paper of the three of them, I think, well, it's got to be Leeds. Yeah. But they're just doing everything they can to cock it up. Then I, after yeah. that, I think, well, Fulham, you know, they got some real quality Premier League standard players. Mm. And then I look at Brentford and I think, all right, they haven't got maybe the big names, but they've got someone in Ollie Watkins who's, you know, scoring for fun yeah and they've got a good team ethic and they've spent their, oh it's your friend there's my friend his profile pic she she sent her first question as well uh, how oh, much you reckon Pereira's with wow on, technic- on technical ability alone um, how much we, how much we Jared Bowen 10-12 Jared Bowen, million pounds so for me, yeah, for me, you're looking so. at uh, four, 16, 16 for me, sixteen plus easily, easily. Maybe it's more, maybe it's more because yeah, if it's technical ability, assists, goals, you know what I mean. And for me, he'll be he'll be playing his trade in the Premier League next season. He, well, yeah, he will be, he will be either way, I believe. Either with West Brom or somebody else. I believe. I believe that. If Jude Bellingham is worth what? What were they saying? 50, 30 million? Yeah, 50 30, million? Yeah, 30 to 50 million quid, yeah. I think if Jude Bellingham is worth that, then Pereira is worth at least 25. Yeah. Um, it's just potential. It's it's Jude, Jude, Jude Bellingham, then. you're paying for potential, aren't you? You're paying potential, yeah. Um, but on current, current market value. Pereira could slot in into a top, top half Premier League team. Yeah, and play some great stuff easily uh okay and uh, next up is sorry mate is my son just texted me he knows i'm doing it <laughs> he's texting me asking me questions what time do i have to be home he's supposed to already be home there you go birmingham one brentford one um, oh, Sorry, this is always going to be a difficult game for, for Brentford, um, regardless on, on how good they are going forward. I mean, their last away game, what they scored, um, five at Hull. So you're never, you're never going to be able to repeat it. You know what I mean? For me, Birmingham are revitalised. They they're a good side now. They've got some great youngsters. Um, I thought Birmingham started started all right, to be fair, but they ended up going 1-0 down. 
Um, and then the onslaught came for me. Um, Jukovic started to, to hold the ball up. He started to um, get into the game a little bit more, win his headers. Um, but I think I, I, probably a draw was a was a fair result. Um, uh, Pinnock probably could have given a penalty away. Side one of those ones that I said that the ball hit his hand in the box, but wasn't yeah. given. That you know, I mean, I'm not saying it is a penalty. I'm not a big fan of every time the ball it's your hand it's a penalty kick. So you know, what I mean, if you're in an unnatural position, now I'm going to give it. But I thought Jukovic again was outstanding. He got his he got his goal, which he for me deserved. He's having a very good season, but. I'll say this as a Brentford, that's a good result. You know what I mean? There's not many teams who go to Birmingham now and, and come away with much. So I think um, with Leeds winning, you know what I mean? Brentford would have, would have liked to win, Corsa would have, but you're never going to win every game in the Championship size. So I think they'll be, uh, I think they'll see it as a point gained and they'll they'll move on to the home games. If you can win your home games and draw your away games, they'll they'll do all right. Yeah, um, I thought Jude Bellingham was excellent uh, again. Yeah, he was, yeah. Which is remarkable in itself. Uh, um, yeah, Djokovic has just been scoring for fun recently. The biggest shock of the weekend, Ollie Watkins didn't score. Yeah, I know. But uh, this is a bit of a shocker. Drop in next week, didn't score. Yeah. Um, I think uh, Scott Hogan's made a big difference for Birmingham uh, in the yeah. way they play, in the, the way they go forward. No, it gives them it gives them that something different for me, Star. You know what I mean? Because they've always been um, quite one di- one dimensional, putting the ball up to Yukovic. Uh, where Hogan gives that gives them that pace going forward as well, and he gives them that outlet. And um, you know what I mean? He's he's very direct. He's got pace. He knows where the goal is. You know what I mean? He's got a very good reputation scoring goals, even at, even at Brentford before uh, before he got his move to Villa. So um, I think uh, I think he'll I think he'll score more goals um, if he stays. In the championship, you know what I mean? Because I think he's, he's uh, this is probably his level, yeah. So, um, okay, what's the next game? What's the next game? What's the next game? Uh, and I see, I tell you what, it could have been a big, 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 big weekend for some clubs if the but their results went against them, like we talked about, uh, Luton, you know, if if the teams around them lose, what a result. Yeah. Um, against Borough, if Barnsley teams around them lose, what a result to smash Fulham three yeah. nil. Uh, same for Brentford or West Brom. If they could have, you know, picked up a win, what well, could have been interesting. The yeah. one team who actually has come out well of it is probably Leeds. Yeah. Um, with the other two drawing. Uh, next up was not Birmingham Brentford because that's the, what we just did. Charlton, uh, Cardiff, against... we done. Charlton, Charlton Blackburn. Blackburn. I think Charlton probably side that the, the probably came out. Yeah, they probably come out of the the losers of the weekend down the bottom because with a lot of the teams getting ground on them, uh, apart from Stoke City. But from the from the from the highlights of what I watched, Si, I was really I'm, I'm worried about them again because uh, Blackburn Rovers. We know how good Blackburn are going forward, but um, just it's just some of the balls in the box, Si, and and, and and I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it was poor defending because when you got uh, the likes of Stewie Downing putting balls in the box because he he had two two assists for both the goals, but I thought both balls in for both goals were absolutely outstanding. I thought Buckley's finish was very good. Um, I won't even try and pronounce the the centre half who scored the second goal, um, mm-hmm. but just just the ball inside. You know, when you've got someone of that quality to put balls in the box, you know what I mean. When you've got the the Armstrongs, you've got. Um, You've got the, the, even the Johnsons going forward who likes to score goals late in the box from centre midfield. You know what I mean? The, the layman. I thought Walton's save second half was outstanding. We get, I give him, uh, I give him my. He was one of my ups last week uh, for uh, keeping 
Blackburn in the game uh, against uh, was it Fulham last week when they got beat one nil. Um, I thought it was, it was thought it was excellent, but it's a different kind of saves this week. That they're winning two 0 keeping them in the game and saving the second half from uh, Lyle Taylor was absolutely brilliant in the top corner. It just shows that it wasn't just a one off. That he's a very good goalkeeper and uh, and showed his showed his worth to keep them in the three points. But like you just said there, Si, that Blackburn needed that win to to claw things back. You know what I mean? Bristol City dropped points, Preston dropped points, Forest dropped points, Brentford dropped points, Fulham dropped points. So Blackburn was a was a huge result for them because it it, 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 it puts them back in uh what three points behind the playoffs uh or six points off Fulham so they're not far away aside from our position. No, nope, not indeed. Um just before we move on to the next game, uh this show is brought to you by Away Day Apparel. Visit awaydayapparel.co.uk for the latest clothes and offers and some big things planned for 2020. It's definitely worth following them on Twitter at awaydayapparel and Instagram at awayday underscore apparel. And especially for viewers and listeners of Ace Podcast Nation, we have an offer which gives us 10% off all orders. And that's AA Podcast Nation, the code, uh, all in lowercase, and you'll get 10% off your order. Uh, and like I've said many times, great guy running it. And uh, it's going to yeah. be a very, very big year for them this year. They've got some great stuff planned for the Euros. And uh, you'll see their stuff everywhere. I saw some pictures of Lazio fans wearing it yesterday. Yeah, it is. unbelievable. Growing all, growing all time. Uh, and that's AA Podcast Nation. You enter it at the checkout and you get 10% off your orders. And we thank them for sponsoring the show. Um, what we got? Derby won, Huddersfield won. Yeah. Um, oh, to be fair, Derby have been on fire recently, Si, especially at home. They've been picking points up after point. And, um, one thing I will say, I thought uh, Tom Lawrence's goal was absolutely brilliant. You know what I mean? A short corner again. We all know about set pieces, the importance of them, that Wayne Rooney took a short uh, corner to, to Shinny, who laid it inside to Tom Lawrence, who took a touch and he belted it in the top corner, the near post top corner. And it was just a probably deserved goal because uh, they created a few chances. Um, there was one save in particular side from uh, from Lossell, from uh, Waghorn's header at 1-0 which that goes in it's game over it was absolutely fantastic point blank save and, and then they went up the other end and, um, and equalised through um, uh, what's his call he is called Toffolo uh, and it, for me it was a I don't know if it was a run about Corley Woodrow uh, the second goal being the goalkeeper's fault I think this is a similar goal that he's, he's cut down the left hand side and I think the goalkeeper thought he was going to cross it in, but he's gone for the near post and, and caught the goalkeeper out a little bit. And it's a massive result for Huddersfield um, because I think that point, especially with um, Stoke City dropping points, you know what I mean, um, from from leading two 0 that give them an opportunity to to progress forward and, and and push up that league because we've 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 been big fans of the Cowley brothers and um, and how they've turned their fortunes around. And I, I really really hope that they 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 carry this run on or. I'll go on a better run and, and push up that league because uh, they're, uh, they're both uh, the, the, the man, uh, manager who, who I really respect and hope he does really well. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, Tom Lawrence, like we said last week, has been incredible since all that stuff happened towards the start of the season with Andy Keogh and uh, yeah. Andy Keogh, Richard Keogh. Richard Keogh. And, uh, just the way he has recovered from that and really, really pushed on and kept Dennis business on the pitch, I yeah. think is massive. And um, if I was him, I'd be exceptionally disappointed if he's not in the next Welsh squad because yeah. um, he deserves it for the way he's got his head down. 
uh, and the Cowley brothers, they because Leeds have bottled it and had didn't run away with it like they looked they would, like they looked like they would. If Huddersfield stay up, I think they've got a good good shout of being, you know, manager of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um for the championship because yeah. you know, they were all but down at one point. Um yeah. so to you know, to come back the way they have and play the football they do with the players yeah. they've got, I think is outstanding. Yeah, credit to them. Because we said to Sadie, you know what I mean? That even when the take took over, they were on about uh, this mentality of losing. You know what I mean? It was becoming just a habit. There was a habit of losing. And it was a bad habit. Even in training, that they were trying to put a winning mentality in place. And you can see that with the way that they're playing, the way they're scoring goals, the way that their whole attitude around the football club has just changed dramatically um, from from those times at the start of the season. And and, and I'm pleased because it wasn't nice to see what we were what what we were talking about and. and and it had to change because that football club was only going to go one way, and it was never going to ever um, come back from it. If if they'd gone if they'd gone down, I think that would have been it. I don't think the football club would have probably come back from it. Yeah, I think they may have done a bit of a slide, and they um, is the that was the worry at least. Uh, next up, Leeds, the Bottlers, or not? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe they've got themselves together. Uh, one nil. I think the Bristol the, City, who are the, the most inconsistent team yeah, ever. Yeah, they are. Well, I think Leeds tried uh, to tried everything side to not to not win the game. Um, to not win, oh yeah, God. to not win. You know what I mean? What twenty-one attempts at goal? You know what I mean? How did it score? Sixty-nine percent possession. It's just, it's, it was just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Bristol City, like you say, like you say, sir. You know what I mean? They got the beat Derby last week, three-two, um, and they go there and they're just. Uh, they're, uh, tactic wise, tactically wise, you know what I mean. For me, Leeds are probably there to be got at. You know, what I mean? if you've got it Leeds on Saturday, you you probably get some joy because the, the the lack of confidence have had some bad results. But you let Leeds get at you. You sit against Leeds, they'll, they'll bombard you. They'll get round the back of you. They'll get round the sides of you. Uh, they'll play in front of you, um, and and that's what happened. And Luke Aylin scored the goal after just a, a long period of attacking play. It was ricochets. It was crosses. It was shots. It was headers and. And he and he took it away, and then when that goal went in, I thought, "Oh, here we go! It's going to be two, three, four here." And Lee Johnson's side, and to be fair, it should have been. And if it wasn't for um, the goalkeeper, it wasn't for for for, for poor defending. You know, what I mean, I thought Bentley in goal was outstanding. Um, but if it wasn't for some poor finishing as well, Si, it would have been two, three, four, five, if not six. And you know, I mean, Bristol City can probably look at the game and and see one 0 as a good result because it it, it it's papered over papered over the cracks a little bit the result and the performance because the performance was poor and the result obviously was a defeat but it was a probably the best defeat they could probably look for after after the chances and shots and possession which was just out of this world really yeah Leeds I just can't believe the chances they missed how many yeah, chances they missed it was they're not even hard size really, well, like, really you know what I mean? it, was, it was the shoot when the shoot when they shouldn't shoot the, the cross when they should cross they're, they're getting some unbelievable areas and We've said all along, Sai, someone's going to take a beating soon. You know what I mean? Middlesbrough got beat four. You know what I mean? That's probably the heaviest defeat of the season. You know what I mean? They went, they went, they went to Birmingham City and beat them 5-4. You know what I mean? So they've, they've got goals in them. But, yeah, they've, they've got to put teams to bed. And if they can put a, if they can put someone to bed soon, then maybe the league might start to think, oh, Leeds are back. You know what I mean? They need that probably to for everyone to probably take Leeds serious again. Because, you know what I mean? If, if Bristol City to broke away last minute and scored, that could have been absolutely disastrous for the whole season because then they would have bottled yeah. it again. You know, what I mean, that's, and that's the concern that they've well, got to have because it can happen. They looked shot 
last weekend mentally they they just yeah. looked as if they had no belief that they could score they just looked shot and i just think like a last minute equalizer in this game after all the chances they missed could have been catastrophic um but we said what three four weeks into the season that paddy banford was not the answer as leads of the nine as talented as he is he hasn't got the whatever it is composure or mentality whatever you want to say it is to to finish the chances they're creating on a regular basis now yeah. that's not a personal thing against him it's no. just uh, you know he's not and he's proven that right you know he's mm. he, he misses two three four five chances which if you're andy cole it's fine where you get 10 chances a game but you score five of them yeah that's okay yeah but if you get 10 chances a game and you score one maybe yeah that's not okay I think as I say, run about, run about, run about, sat, run about a club now who've, who've, who've been the top of the league all season. You know what I mean? To score the amount of goals, you know what I mean? He has it's just, it's just not enough. And you know what I mean? If Leeds, if Leeds had have had that goal score this season, they'd, they'd have walked away with the league. You know what I mean? They've played that well all season, but the, the problem they've had is in front of goal. You know what I mean? Putting teams to bed and, you know what I mean? And drop points. You know what I mean? You can go back to the Cardiff game. You can go back to the QPR game. You go back. You know what I mean? Even to a lesser degree, yeah, the Birmingham game, you know what I mean? That um, you, you go away from home, you score five goals. You don't expect to let four goals in. You know what I mean? That's the concerning thing. And maybe his teams realise then that, hang on a minute, we can get at Leeds here. You know what I mean? We can see weaknesses in them. We can see paper, we can, we can see cracks um, appearing. You know what I mean? So we'll, we'll, teams will give it a go. And they've done, they've done it. And uh, a few teams have got some joy. Indeed, yeah. I um, It'd be interesting. Interesting running. For Leeds, because I'm not convinced con- entirely that they, you know, they've suddenly with this win, are back to. Oh, we can't, yeah, we can't. We, we, things yeah, say, back you, to where they were. You can't go on one game, can you? Because you know we've been on for so long about them bottling it last two, three, four weeks. You know what I mean? Bad results going back to the QPR game. Um, so for me, you know, what I mean the proof in the pudding probably next week that next weekend that that they pick up decent decent positive result away from home then. Then they're, they're, they're back in it, you know what I mean? Because then with another home game coming up, there, um, they'll be right in back in with a shout. But if they go and lose next weekend, they're back to square one. Yes, indeed. Uh, next up was Preston nil, Millwall one. Surprise inside, to be fair. I thought Millwall were on a bit of a slide. Um, I thought they created some really good chances. I thought but, uh, Preston weren't really at the races as, as, as good as they have been. Um, and probably just shows that. Um, it's just been a, a bit of a slog these last couple of months for Preston that they picked up and then they've dropped some points. But uh, Millwall scored through Hutchinson. I thought they probably deserved the three points. So I thought they were solid at times. I didn't think Preston created as many chances as they normally do. Um, you know, what I mean, we raved about them last week uh, when they went to Stoke City and, and uh, sorry, when they went to Wigan. Sorry, they won two one. They obviously beat Stoke City in the week. So to, to lose at home is a, is a really really poor result, especially with with the sides losing just above them. It would have put them. Probably or at level with Nottingham Forest, level with level with Brentford, one point behind Fulham. So it was a, it's a really, really, really poor, poor, poor result, which they can't really afford to have at this stage of the season. Yes. Um, of poor, speaking of poor results, uh, next up we had QPR for Stoke City two. Stoke, uh, what are they doing? Can't work them out every sign. time. Yeah, can't work them out. You know what I mean? That not just that they went two 0 ahead. Kluka scored a really good goal. Uh, Therese Campbell scored another another very good goal, and and you think, 
uh, Stoke have turned it around. You know what I mean? All the teams down the bottom, down the bottom half are winning or drawing. Um, you know what I mean? Worrying times for teams like Middlesbrough and uh, etc. But then all of a sudden they started to let goals in. Jordan Hugo scored just on the just on the half hour, and then Eze scored just before half time. And then after that there was um, there was only one winner. You know what I mean? Samuel got got his goal with twenty minutes to go after. Um, I'm not sure if it's a goalkeeper mistake. He, he, I don't know if Jack Butland thought he was going to go wide. He didn't really put any put a, put a save out out there. Then 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 chair put it to bed right at the end. But uh, there was a miss of the season um, in this game as well, and uh, I'm going to talk about it later on um, uh, for one of my one of my ups or downs. I'm not going to give it away, uh, but I think it's probably probably quite obvious what I'm going to give. But um, it was a. Uh, a really bad result for Stoke City, but shows also how uh, unpredictable QPR are. Side that, um, you know, what I mean, they're, they're, they're so oh, they're so good going forward, but they let so many goals in defensively as well. And I'm worried about them when they're not when they lost Naki Wells because were they gonna were they gonna keep that firepower? But uh, they've obviously replaced Naki Naki Wells with Samuel, uh, and they still got Eze and John Hugel. So um, I think it could be. It could uh, hopefully for them finish off with a uh, a positive season. Tell you what, uh, Sam Sam Lucas's goal. Oh, excellent! Dance, just dance for him. So dance good. Him. Yeah, dance for him. Really good. Um, yeah. QPR just pretty good. You know, they've got quite a young team. They're doing a Stoke. Every time I think they've turned the corner, they just. I'll let you down. It must be so. It must be. I'd love to know what Stoke fans really believe or what's going on. You know what I mean? Because one minute I think they're safe, safe as houses. That they've turned the corner. They're gonna go on a three or four game run. You know, I mean, they're too good to go down. Then all of a sudden, every single team below them picks up points, and now they're in the trouble again because they're two 0 up, two 0 up and get B four two. And it must be so worrying because they can't. That football club cannot afford to go down. Not afford to go down. Okay, so. Finally, I think is uh, Chef Wednesday. Who have we talk about Leeds bottling it? Chef Wednesday have completely capitulated since Christmas. Yeah. I do. I thought they were going to be right up there, and I do not know what they are playing at. No, well, I did a bit of research on uh, Stephen Fletcher. Stephen Fletcher's out with an injury, and it's ever since he was out with his illness, um, and he hasn't played really since he's hurt his knee since that illness. Um, I think in December. And they've just been. It's ever since the Leeds game. The go to Leeds beat them two 0 and since that game, they've been absolutely disastrous. Um, that they've let goals in. They haven't scored enough goals. It's just a disastrous season for them at the minute, and and they're plummeting down the league. And, and similarly, if they're not careful, they're going to, there's going to be nothing to play for. It's going to be they can't. The the, the, the too many points are going down. They're, they're going to be two point too many points off the playoffs, and and some of the goals are letting letting inside as well. It's just it's absolutely embarrassing. You know what I mean? That it's just it's like men against boys at times, and. Reading didn't have really have to create to score goals. They, they dominated the game and um and and you know what I mean we've been we've been quite positive on Mark Bowen and he got his tactics spot on on Saturday and um and they thoroughly deserved to beat Sheffield Wednesday and you know what I mean probably the result flattered Sheffield Wednesday a little bit. Um one thing I will say is the sending off. It was the sending off um uh, it was a young lad, it was a, it was the fifth sending off this season for a Sheffield Wednesday player. Just, it was just pointless, you know what I mean? It was, it was the timing of it. Just after half time, you're already on a yellow card. Somebody's going past you. You don't dive in and, and bring him down because you, there's only one thing next. It's the second yellow. You're going to go off, and it just sets the stall out of the second half. You know what I mean? All the tactics go out the window. 
and then uh, Puskas gets his goal and, and Baldock scores a penalty right right at the death and Mite scored his, scored the first goal and I thought Reading were excellent and uh, and just shows how, how how far they've come as a football club. Yeah, um, Reading. I'm not a massive fan of their behaviour recently, but um, no, no, you can't no, no. you can't uh, you can't deny that they were very impressive. Um, you yeah. know, and with players like Pushkas, they have the, the ability to you know go on and do some sp- decent stuff, um, yeah. but they just don't seem to be able to really. Uh, push on and get like a, a run of wins. It always no. seems to be win a couple, lose a couple. Obviously, when Bowen came in, they did have that run, yeah. um, but then they seem to have dropped, dropped points again. Then and yeah. you know they've got the ability to go and have a re. You could they could go and win ten games on the bounce, and you wouldn't be yeah. massively surprised. No, because of the glimpses that they showed, and uh, you know when Bowen first took over. Yeah. No, well, uh, I think it's a size. He obviously, he obviously saw potential in the side. Obviously, he wanted the job. You know what I mean. He he saw something that he could that he could achieve and he could uh, and he could do well. Um, and fair play to him. You know what I mean. He's got. He's, he's, it was the right decision. End of the day. You know what I mean. Obviously, we questioned it on here, um, and um, and results speak for itself. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Sorry, mate. My uh, my list is not loaded, so I couldn't see. It, but I think that was the last game, wasn't it? Um, no, Hull, Friday, Friday night there was Hull City four. Hull oh. City four, Swansea four. Um, which there you go. It was fancy me, fancy me forgetting Swansea. I know. Well, to be fair, si, I didn't want to miss. I didn't want to miss um, the the fact of that that both sides couldn't defend. You know what I mean? We we spoke last week about uh, being worried about um, Hull City not being able to score enough goals. Um, but to be fair, you go, you score four goals, side, you think you're going to win the game, and that's both sides. Um, Lopez scored an early goal, win Radley's equalised. You know, what I mean? even at, even at one all at half time, I still didn't expect what happened in the second half. Uh, Madison, who's uh, who came from Peterborough, um, scored his first goal for Hull City, uh, and it was just it was just an onslaught. One team scored, then the other team went off the other end and equalised. Cal uh, McNaughton equalised. Wilkes put Hull ahead. Um, Garrick equalised. Then Brewster scored, which I thought watching the game on Friday night was the winning goal. And you know what I mean. Then Tommy, I think, who's been absolutely excellent over the last few weeks, he scored so some really, he scored some really important goals. He's leading the line really well. But he was sub side. Um, he came on just after or just before. Um, I think he came on at three all. Um, you know what I mean. For me, he's been the standout player over the last few months. So I was very surprised with that. But he shows his importance with his goal right at the, right at the death. But I think both managers will be just disastrously. Uh, unimpressed with with how, how bad the defending was, and um, and just shows how you know what I mean it's just just important it is like, to keep clean sheets in this league because goals will always happen, mistakes will always happen. But if you can keep um, if you can keep clean sheets, Cardiff showed the importance of the season that they got promoted, and you know what I mean that they're always going to score goals. And, but four goals, both sides must be extremely disappointed, and you know what I mean. They, yes, you you played your part in a very good game, but defensively it's just disastrous for both sides absolutely um guys you can send in your questions now for the towards the end of the show we're going to do our two ups two for two now and then we'll go into the questions name our squads for the england and wales euros which should be interesting as uh, as i name the england squad and andy names the welsh squad which should be fun so, uh, oh, we just had a barrage of people join because I just tweeted that we're going to name our squads. So, 
uh, who have you got, mate, for your first? Jesus Christ, there's loads of people just joined. Uh, who have uh, who have you got for your first uh, up at the weekend, mate? Uh, my first off, I've gone for Callum Robinson for West Bromwich Albion. He came on, uh, he, he signed from Sheffield United in the window, and I thought he was just a constant threat. His his desire to take people on is just second to none, and he's got a very good goal against a very good Nottingham Forest side. So he, he gets my first off. Yeah, I've gone for my first step. I went for Kiefer Moore. Um, exceptionally, exceptional back heel finish against Cardiff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He gave Cardiff trouble all day. They really struggled to control him. Um, he just looked like the player that he does for Wales. Yeah. But there totally we go. Agree. Cardiff should have signed him in the summer, uh, yeah. in the January totally. window, in my opinion, because totally I agree. think Glatzel doesn't seem to be working out. But I, I would give him time. But if yeah. they could have got Kiefer Moore on the cheap, I would have had him. Um, mm-hmm. And but he also showed why Ryan Giggs has got so much faith in him. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, who you got for your next step, mate? Uh, I've gone for Daniel Bentley, um, Bristol City goal. Uh, um, Daniel Bentley, yeah, uh, Bristol City against Leeds United because he just kept some, he just made some unbelievable saves. And you know, I mean, I'm on about um, some of the finishing was poor, but some of his saves were excellent to keep him in the game. And if if Bristol City had a, had a push forward and got the equaliser, then uh, I think uh, all the players would have uh, owed Mr Bentley a pint after the game because I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Yeah, definitely, mate. Um, guys, just before we give our two downs, I'd just like to say um, any T-shirts, mugs or anything which is bought for the next seven days, uh, my cut of that will be donated to the people who've been affected by the flooding flooding in the Rhonda Valley. Uh, so I urge you all to buy something, even if it's something small, like a iPhone cover or a mug. Uh, let's make some donations and I'll probably match anything which we get as well to uh, try and help those people who have had some of their possessions destroyed. Um, who have you got for your first down, mate? Um, I've gone for Leeds United's finishing of 21 attempts on goal and only one hit, hit in the net because I just think, um, you know what I mean, it's astounding figure, sir. you know what I mean, it's just a ridiculous amount of figure, you know what I mean, and, and some of the chances were were very easy. Yes, good goalkeeping, but at the same time, not good enough and um, the need to improve those stats to, to push on to get promoted. Andy Campbell is our friend, the Yates Leeds. <laughs> uh, my first down is... Uh, Rodak, the Fulham keeper, has been exception, <laughs> exceptional all season, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah, but it. he was absolute yeah, shocker, dog poo. Shocker. He was dreadful, mate. Uh, he was a fault for all three goals, and he must have thought after that third goal went in, he must have wished he'd got sent off for the penalty in the first <laughs> for the first goal because he was <laughs> shocking. He got a hat trick, um, didn't he? he? Got hat trick, hat trick of goals because all of his fault. Hat trick, yeah. hat trick of Brilliant. crap. I, did, I thought I did really well not to swear then as I read, as I talked about that. So, well done, me. Uh, who'd you got for your second down, mate? Uh, my second down was Asaya Samuel from QPR. And I'm talking about a goal, which I, I'm not sure how he did it because he, uh, he stopped the ball going in on the line. He tried to volley it in and the ball went backwards towards the 18-yard box, which I've never seen before. Yeah, I've missed some sitters in my time, but... Asaya Samuel, yeah, it's uh, he's he's <laughs> he's definitely up there. He's definitely up there. Yeah. So uh, I went for. I was a bit. I went an Aryan with my second down. Um, oh, I didn't give my second up either. I'll give that now. Uh, my second down, I gave to the Holland Swansea defences because they were just 
<laughs> schoolboy. Yeah, awful. Um, I, that's all I need to say on yeah. them. They were dreadful. Yeah. Uh, my second up was Matty Cash uh, for Nottingham Forest. Unbelievable goal to equalise. If you watch it, you know, um, no backlift on it. Just touch and boom. Great finish. But mm. great performance. He's, he's been one of the bright spots, as I said earlier, in uh, Forest in this patchy patchy season they've had and he's an out and out winger playing in a fullback um, yeah. so in my book you thought yeah. he was outstanding um, yeah. right then let's get to the questions let's get to the questions um, guys you can send questions every week you can drop them in the live chat or you can send them to facebook.com slash acecastnation twitter at acecast underscore nation in now on instagram at acecast underscore nation and you can email a uh, ace network contact at gmail.com. Okay, let's see what we've got. Uh, Johnny Wish says, if you could have one Welsh player for the for England over the years, who would it have been? Well, Ryan Giggs, because um, I always it was, the, it was the, it was always the balance for me, always the balance at that at that time when England was so strong. I know people probably question about the Gareth Bale, but for me, I, I wouldn't say now uh, England probably lacked something. It was it was probably going back in Frank Lampard, Steven Gerrard, when we always used to have one of those two would would, would play wide and uh, and and would probably rotate. And for me, they, they always lacked something on that left hand side and a bit of balance. And um, especially when they went to Japan uh, World Cup, that that was probably the the, the year that. Probably they could have. Uh, that was probably their only opportunity. You know, when uh, when they got beat by Brazil, that we could, that we probably could have won something in in my lifetime. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope we do we do win something. But um, yeah, that was probably an opportunity missed. Uh, but if we'd have had something on that left hand side, we probably could have uh, we probably could have won something. Yeah, Johnny also asked. Uh, so uh, Johnny asked us last week to uh, eat like pastors to pick our all time Welsh and English squads each, and then he asked you to pick the Welsh squad and me to pick the English squad for the Euros. With the only rules being that it's as of today, so anyone injured now is not eligible, um, which made it a bit, a bit more trickier for me. But um, we'll do them at right, at like right at the end because it's I a might, bit more. Um, I be, I'm not sure if any of mine are injured, but hopefully not. Uh, right, okay, that's all right. I think he was just trying to be awkward because he knows that I wouldn't be able to pick like <laughs> the obvious ones. Um, yeah. But we'll do them in a minute. Uh, Peaches. Word association as usual. She sent one in the live chat this week. Just so saying, she just made it up. Just, just, just saying that. Uh, so you're gonna have to. Uh, yeah. You're gonna have to. I hope you haven't prepared. But no, I haven't. It's not the way this works. I haven't. Uh, so, got as usual. You have got to say the first thing, which first person which comes to mind, uh, or first thing which comes to mind, depending on what it is. Uh, rudest person. Dave Jones. <clears throat> Is he going to be the answer to all of these now? <laughs> absolute, me ab absolute melt. Dave Jones. No, oh, it's cheating. No, it's not. Here we go. Come on. Here we go. All right. Worst behaved on a night out. Ooh. If I can't, I'm not allowed to choose myself, so I'll go. Um, worst behaved on a night out. Uh, define worst behaved. I'll go Willie Boland only because Willie just loves a night out and we used to get into all, all kinds of bother. Can you can you can you give us an example of any of those types of bother? Um, well, to be honest, things 
Things used to start in the Tenants in Radar at about eleven o'clock when you used to yeah, walk in. And we didn't um we didn't leave there probably until Monday morning ready for training. So didn't really board well for the week ahead. <laughs> hey ho. Uh most boring. Oh. Neil Alexander. Harsh. Hardest to control <laughs> on the pitch. Hardest to control on the pitch. Um Oh, hardest control on the pitch. Um, I'd probably, say, I'd probably say Ernie because he was quite. I would, I'd probably say Ernie, and I'd probably say because he was quite ruthless in what he did, and he just, he just, he was very um, goal orientated, and he, he, he knew what he wanted to do, so he'd, he'd do, he'd do what he needed to do to be successful for him. You know what I mean? And I probably use the word selfish, but not in a in a negative way that he was selfish in terms of he scored goals and loved doing it, and and that was the way that he did it. Uh, Gaz Cubbins sent me a DM on Twitter. He said he couldn't post it on the live chat for some reason. Uh, he said, who is a worse owner? Vincent Tan or uh, David Gold and Sullivan, etc. And Gaz Ooh. is obviously a West Ham, West Ham fan. So West Ham... <sighs> For me, you've got to look at you've got to look at them to both separately, side because you know what I mean. That, that I've got, I understand Gaza's frustration at West Ham because it's been handled really badly, but over a prolonged um, period of time. But Vincent Tan changed Cardiff City's colour. He changed everything. You know what I mean. So it's like West Ham um, changing to blue. You know what I mean? They would absolutely hate that going into Chelsea's colours or going into Tottenham's colours and going playing in white. That it would destroy their um, claret and blue and destroy their um, ethos and destroy just their football club as a as a whole. And you know what I mean? The, the owners have this much power, and unfortunately, the fans just have to live and get on with it. And that's why that people don't like the way that things are happening. It happens down the road for me at Newcastle United down here. I've got a lot of Newcastle fans and uh, who I'm friends with and. You know what I mean? I, I'm gutted for them that, that their football club's getting torched and getting ruined. Sunland just down the road as well. And it's such a heart. I, my heart goes out on them because I know how much they love their football clubs. And same with Gaz. And you know what I mean? I've got a, uh, some West Ham, West Ham friends. And you know what I mean? I know that they're frustrated and upset and angry over the years. This isn't just a brand new thing, by the way. It's, it's happening far too often and, and continues to happen. Yeah, indeed. Um, my answer would be. Obvious. Uh, okay, so last week, Johnny, who just he just put uh, he just put he <laughs> posted in the live chat, I'm guys, great, 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 great show. I'm off, guys, <laughs> and then then straight away. But oh no, no, I'm staying for the squad. <laughs> Ask the bloody question. We're going to answer it, and he was going to go. Yeah. So Bored. Okay. Yeah. Cheeky bastard. Right. Okay. So. I've, how many? How many? How many are we naming? I've got twenty-three. 23. Squads, I've right? got twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. I've got twenty-three. That suits me. Right. Gonna you name your Welsh goalkeepers for the Euros as of today. Right. I've gone uh, Wayne Hennessy from Crystal including Palace, your, including your number one. You... Uh, oh well, yeah. Wayne Hennessy was going to be my number one. Um okay. I think he's just he deserves his place from Crystal Palace. I've gone Danny Ward number two, uh, and I've gone for Tom King number three from Newport County. Interesting. Yeah. interesting, interesting, I've gone, interesting. I've gone for, I've gone for a bit of experience and someone who deserves a chance because he's got a good reputation. I like it. 
I like it. I like it. I like it. Uh, so my goalkeepers for the England squad are Dean Henderson, number one. Oh, I like it. Uh, Jordan Pickford. I struggled with these last two because I believe Tom Heaton's injured. Yeah, he is. Uh, and I would have gone. Uh, I like like Tom Heaton. Yeah. Uh, so I went with. Uh, what's the other guy? Uh, uh, as number three, and then Joe Hart as my experienced backup, who's not going to play. Which is he's gone far. I've only gone three. Well, I'm so sure. uh, no, I, I'll take Joe Hart out because I didn't really yeah, want take to him, him but uh, take him out. Take it. Bin him. <coughs> Take him out. Uh, right. What you got for your defenders then, mate? Uh, I've gone uh, Ethan Ampadu, uh, Ashley Williams, Ben Davies, Connor Roberts from Swansea City. So I'm not anti-Swansea, by the way. So whatever you say, I'm not. Uh, Chris Gunter, Mr. Reliable. <laughs> and I've gone for Chris Reppen from Bournemouth. I like it. So I've gone... <coughs> Sean Morrison, no. Um, <laughs> uh, I can't. Joe Bennett. Uh, my centre. Yeah, eight. My eight. Uh, my eight defenders. Is it eight? Yeah. Uh, so I gone for Harry Maguire, Tyrone Mings. I like uh, the boy in. Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember the names. Kieran Trippier. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Wan. Busaka, Busaka, yeah. Uh, Luke Shaw, Trent Alexander, Arnold, uh, Ben Chilwell, and then I think is that all of them, or is there one more? I think I got all, name one more. Um, I need another centre back, so I'd go with nice young English centre back. Who we got? John, I go with John Stones. I like John, do Stones, like John yeah. Stones. However, yeah, you have to. Um, so, uh, someone who had an honourable honourable mention who nearly got into my team was uh, Fikeo Tamori. Ah, oh, from Chelsea. But Chelsea getting beat, aren't they? Tonight? Mm. But Man United are beating them one 0 Are they time. really? Who scored? Yeah, uh, Martial. Yeah. Okay. Ah, right, Joe Gomez would be my last uh, last one. That's why I couldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Right. My okay. midfielders. midfielders. My midfielders get interesting now. I've gone. Uh, Oh, I've gone attacking. Gone attacking from from this point onwards. Um, I've Shock. gone. Ah, uh, yeah, Andy Campbell's shocker. Uh, Aaron Ramsey, Joe Allen, David Brooks, who I think's he's he's a big fan. Of, I'm a big fan of uh, Daniel James, Tom Lawrence, Andy King, Tyler Roberts, and Johnny Williams from Charlton Athletic. Good shot. Uh, so I've gone. Uh, Mason Mount. Okay, I like him. Jordan Henderson. Maybe. Actually, I'd take Jordan Henderson out a minute. Because uh, I was he was like, ooh, I'm not a fan. Uh, Mason Mount, Jack Grealish, Phil Foden. Mm, interesting. Delhi Ari. Delhi Ali. On current form, I'd agree, uh, we have. Ross Barkley. Ross Barkley and Eric Dyer. Is that the right amount? Six. Yeah, I've gone about six. Yeah, if I've gone six, I, I might have gone one more because I've uh, um, I didn't I didn't have as many. All right, okay. I, I'll name uh, my seventh would be Declan Rice. Um, oh. I probably to be honest with you, I would probably take Henderson for experience over Foden, maybe. Yeah. But they were my choices because I was going for youth. Great show. 
I like it. I like okay. it. Right, my my attackers going going forward, scoring goals. Um, I've gone for the obvious one. I've gone for Gareth Bale. Uh, I've gone for Kiefer Moore, Harry Wilson from Bournemouth. I've gone for Rabbi Matondo. I've gone for Ben Woodman, um, Liverpool and on Oxford. And finally, I've gone for Christian Doidge from Hibs. Not bad. So my six, bearing in mind, I can't pick Raheem Sterling. No. I can't pick Rashford and I can't pick Harry Kane. Uh, so my six are Jamie Vardy. Tammy Abraham, Jaden Sanchez, Sancho, Sancho. Sancho. Uh, so that's three. And then I've gone for uh, Mason Greenwood. That's four. Uh, Callum, Callum Hudson, Adoy, and Andy Campbell. Well done. And Andy Campbell. <laughs> and my fifth one is Ollie Watkins. Ooh. You're just trying to lose, aren't you? You try. I've definitely equalised here. I've de- if, if I haven't equalised here, I'm I'm never coming back on here. I've definitely equalised. Yeah, I don't know if he. Definitely. I don't know if he. Don't know if in the live chat. See, definitely. Ah, but I've gone for the young side, and you left out some really quality young Welsh players out of your squad. And yeah, Nico but, Williams. Yeah, well, I know, but I've, I, I still think that's a. It'd be interesting, you know, because looking. Look, I, I really enjoy doing it because um, I'm going to keep it to see how many um, get in. Get in because giving players a chance size one thing, but going because 23 is not a big squad at all, is it? It's not. You know what I mean? And Ryan's no. got a Ryan's got a decision to make of do I go with some experience to help along the way because it's going to be a tough campaign. It's going to be it's going to be a bit of a slog for everybody. Um, or do we or do we go down the route of give young young players an opportunity because they've got to grow now and then in four years' time we, we go again. You know what I mean? So it's quite a it's a nice and interesting one, isn't it? How is he how is he gonna do it? You know what I mean? I didn't go Robson Carnu because I, I, I don't know. I, I, my thought process of I know he says he's retired, but I, I believe if you, anyone can come out of retirement, you know what I mean, especially in football, if Ryan Giggs turned around yeah. and said, I want you to to run my nine or be my number nine going forward in the Euros, he's he's gonna do it. But I've got to go on current value that he says he retired, so he's retired. But shout I'm interested. I'm, in, I'm interested. I'm interested in the in the Christian Doidge one from Hibs because um, I watched uh, I watched Hibs on Sunday. Um, I, don't, I don't know who they were. He's got the one two one. Um, he didn't score, but he, I thought he did really well. I thought he, he led the line really well, and you know what I mean. He scored some big goals against some against some big sides, and um, and I, I don't know. But because because obviously I do this show, I've um, and obviously because of Wales, I've I, I followed Hibs on Twitter a couple of times, and they always make a big thing about that he's Welsh. And I don't know if they're trying to push him into the Welsh squad or trying to push him yeah. into that fold. But you know, I mean, his name's his name pops up quite 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 often at the minute because he's uh, he's doing really well. So that's uh, watch this space. I I'll see. Yeah, and uh, one thing I also did uh, during this is I was checking the nationality and and parents and grandparents of uh, Pereira from West Brom, who's uh, unfortunately Brazilian, so I couldn't have him in my squad, <laughs> and uh, also also Glick from Leeds, who I'm a big fan of, as you know. Yeah. Uh, but as far as I was aware, they weren't uh, they didn't qualify. I was uh, looking no. into their aunties, sisters, sisters, grandparents, but. Uh, yeah, no I luck. Tried. No, I tried the same thing. So I tried the same thing. I, I would look for I look for Welsh 
Welsh Heritage, but couldn't find any, unfortunately. Ah, right. So let's finish off with what everyone is waiting for, what everyone has come for. The soon-to-be award-winning 10-second segment, the greatest thing on radio, TV, internet, history ever. Never built up too much. It is the fake Geordie Bingo Lingo, where myself, or should I say where Andy teaches myself something about his northern culture in preparation for my visit up north this year. Well, Soon, this, is, in fact. this isn't to scare you, Sai, this bit. This is not to oh. scare you. This is not to scare you one little bit. However, um, Middlesbrough was voted the second worst place to live in the UK, believe it or not. Behind. No, I'm sorry, I'm not going to live there, so it's fine. Behind Hull I know, City. Be, behind, be, behind Hull, which I, I just can't believe. I just can't believe. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I've, lived, I've lived in Middlesbrough all my life, and it is one of the nicest places where, where, where I've lived and where I've lived all my life. So, in the posh bit. And you're in the posh bit, though, aren't you? Still, but it's still Middlesbrough. It's still classes Middlesbrough. It doesn't matter where it is. It's still being, where I live has been voted the second worst place to live. So, you know what I mean? It gets tar- get, you get tired of the same brush, don't you? Everyone's got a, a mm. nice place. Everyone's got a not, not nice place. So, yeah, just uh, just so if anybody wants uh, a cheap house, come and buy one in Middlesbrough. The prices will be rocketing up. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, got, I, got, I might have a date fixed for when I'm going to come up, maybe, Ooh, or good. a weekend fixed. Oh, so we'll uh, to, yeah, uh, we'll do a live. We'll do a in-person live show then. Yeah, well, that'd be good. I'd like, I'd like that. We'll do that. We'll do that. It'll be good fun. Good. It fun. will be really good fun. Yeah, you're gonna have to build. A, you're gonna have to build me a studio, mate. Come on. To, we'll, yeah, we'll just uh, bring you, bring you, bring it, bring your AA flag, and we'll, uh, we'll do it. <clears throat> we'll do it. Do we we'll now? Find we'll a place. It. We'll do it. We'll do. It. We'll, we'll find a nice, a nice pub. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll kit us out with a, be like Alan Brazil's breakfast. Whatever it is, it was just loads of pints again, isn't that? Yeah, why not? Why the devil <laughs> not? Um, guys, loads of shows coming up this week. I got, tomorrow night, I'm recording a new show with former Arsenal Cardiff City defender, Reese Weston, for the series My Story, where we go through people's careers and all different anecdotes throughout there. I'm also interviewing... Up and coming indie band, The Crooks, who are exceptional and are about to go on their sellout tour. And uh, they release a new single next week. And uh, loads of shows this week, five shows in total. Yeah, they've got undefeated Welsh boxer, I think on Friday, Cody Davis, maybe Thursday, coming out ahead of his fight Saturday. Got wrestling shows, MMA shows, uh, MMA show on Wednesday with former Cage Warriors champion Danny Batten doing the Andy Campbell role of. Uh, providing the analysis just without the northern twang gonna have to have to think of a little segment for him to do isn't it yeah the the, the southern southern bingo lingo i have to think of something better than the that. southern yeah, softy bingo loads lingo. of good shows just don't just southern don't. softy <laughs> don't tell him don't that. tell him i said that don't tell him i said that don't tell him i said that guys visit andy campbell on twitter at Andy Campbell 32. You could visit him on Instagram, but he has different Instagram address just to make <laughs> things difficult. Um, we are now on Instagram as well, at AceCast underscore Nation on Instagram and Twitter, because, you know, it makes sense to have them the same so you can just post them all three at the same time. Ooh. Um, the, not that I'm bitter. That. Not that I'm bitter. That. Not that I'm bitter. 
facebook.com slash acecastnation. All our shows are available in video format at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation and uh, audio at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and a load of others, which I can't remember, but there's like pretty much every podcast in that platform that you can ever get, ever. Um, and we're there. Please spread the word. Drop a thumbs up on the video. As many comments and stuff as possible helps us grow um, and just gets the word out there. As we hurtle towards 9,000 followers on Facebook, we are getting there slowly as we keep growing and we keep getting wonderful, awesome guests, whether it's MMA fighters or footballers or cricketers or politicians we've had on, doctors, porn addicts, all sorts of stuff. Authors, who else we've had on? Writers, wrestlers. It's never ending, never ending. Never Journalists, ending. podcasters, never ending. Andy, as usual, it has been a pleasure, mate. My pleasure, mate. And uh, and this, well, this, this beautiful logo, beautiful. That's what it's all about. New logo. I'm going to post it on Instagram now as soon as we finish. Yeah, do it, guys. Thank you to everyone there. Yeah, guys. Thank you to everyone who has uh, joined us throughout the show, in and out, and dropped comments and likes and people who've watched without signing in so you don't give us the the, the, the comments i appreciate you too sign in though give us give us the credit thank you for joining us we'll see you next monday same time seven o'clock live facebook and i was gonna say instagram facebook and youtube subscribe to the youtube channel click the bell so you get notified half hour before we upload and go live Still here because I forgot. Sports Social Podcast Network.